And I don't expect them to do this because that would be a PR disaster. and welcome to another episode of the dynamic resolution show uh my goodness i fucked up the title it was really hard not to call it gayscape games still for some reason uh <laughs> i almost did the same thing yeah <laughs> this is dynamic resolution a video game show i am not shane o'hare and uh tonight today this morning i'm joined by uh josh jackson and logan from memory card how are you guys hello hey, doing good how are you I'm doing okay. I also realized, like, as the theme music started, I <clears throat> never remember when the like voice comes in, and 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 I'm always like, it's so long in the song before the <laughs> voice comes in, and I was like, is this the moment? Is this the moment? So, uh, uh, you know, sorry, Shane. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Shane. Sorry, wish Shane. you were here. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's feeling a little bit under the weather today, so uh, you know, feel better soon. Get some rest. Maybe cut the energy drinks a little bit. <laughs> no, no, he, he needs energy, so he needs more energy. They drinks. fuel the see. cells that fight the sickness. Yeah. You see. It's like, you know, he, when you think about it though, it's like Crash had nothing but Wampa fruit and he disappeared for like ten years. So you might want to be careful. <laughs> but 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 no, see, mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. I don't think Shane has mitochondria, so he needs power. Right? Well, so energy too much mitochondria too much mitochondria can set you on fire according to parasite that is heat. that is true i almost wore my <laughs> parasite Eve shirt today <laughs> thought that was mitochondrians no <laughs> close enough yeah close enough <laughs> um yeah i there's something i want to talk about first and it's taken the world by storm uh and what where did this pal world game come from and why has it had 2 million concurrent players on Steam? And why did it sell 8 million plus copies in like five or six days? Like what is happening? And it's even it's, it's being played in Josh's house right now, like feet away from him. It's um, even crazier that there's that many sales and it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's insane. Like and, and, and it's on, just even early on access Game Pass too. platforms on Xbox. It was like it had in the States the other day more concurrent players than Fortnite did. Like, yeah. No, it's insane. It's it's all it's the power of depresso. That's my theory. <laughs> it's the power of what? Sorry, depresso. Have you seen that? It's like no. a little depressed Pokemon or whatever they're called. Pal, I think they're just called pals. pals yeah. but it's just like a little depressed pal named depresso. <laughs> Imagine like your the, entire race of species being depressed. Like by well, no, by, I, by I, isn't, are we I can there, relate. Isn't that what we're at? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think all of us are like, depressed. Like the babies. Yeah. The babies like, aren't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. But like that that entire species being depressed is in its DNA so much that it's in its name. That's yeah. From birth. From yeah. From birth. Yeah. If they're born from now, they're eggs, aren't they? There, just there, Pokemon, there is so. no God in Pal World. <laughs> um. <laughs> Have you get have you guys played it? Have you guys playing it yet, or just just you just watching Josh? Um, just watching so far, but I feel like I've I feel like I've played the whole thing to be honest. Um, 
but yeah, it's funny because it's like there, I, I feel like I could talk about this topic for a while, but like the thing is, and I think a big part of why it's popular is one, obviously like meme status. Like I think this game was first announced like two or three years ago and then it kind of resurfaced last year. I think when Microsoft did some kind of a, like whatever you want to call it, like a Xbox direct or whatever. Yeah. And they were doing like a sizzle reel of games that were coming to game pass and they showed footage of pal world and then it came back into people's public consciousness. So it's always just been kind of labeled as like Pokemon with guns. And there's just been this level of like this meme factor to it that kept it in a lot of people in the Pokemon communities like minds. And then it early access dropped somewhat out of nowhere. Like I, I think they announced it was coming to Game Pass in January, and then like three days later, it was out. It was something really quick. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people were going to play it regardless because of just the concept and the memes of it all. And then people played it, and they're like, "Wait a second, this is actually kind of good." And it's not really just like a Pokemon knockoff. Like the designs, obviously, some of them are practically like copy paste of Pokemon with a few things like adjusted, a few right. shapes like twisted to look a little different or whatever but the gameplay itself is almost like nothing like pokemon it's more of like a survival game uh you have to manage like your resources you have to manage your hunger you can eat your pokemon for food if I saw, you yes, need I to saw, I've seen some of uh, that, yeah it's like a lot of it is like resource gathering building bases and then eventually yeah you go around um to catch like the pals they're called in the game to like help you build and defend your bases from enemy npcs and that kind of thing and uh i i know the first moment where i realized you know what this game actually might be a lot of fun is when um i watched megan start it up and the very like in the beginning you have no equipment or anything so she walks up to the sheep and she has no other weapons. So she just walks up to it and just starts wailing on it with her fists <laughs> to like try to knock it to like try to weaken it. And it's just like, it's just so like the game itself too is just designed in such like a funny, like completely unserious way. So mm -hmm. it's like when you kill the, when you kill the pals, their eyes turn into like swirls and then the physics just go completely nuts when they die and they'll just roll away infinitely <laughs> and there's like there's like this thing where, like when we first saw that megan was like following it for like two three minutes to see if it would ever stop and it never really did <laughs> really um it's it's just so wacky and then that's kind of like the deeper you get into it the weirder it gets like you can actually catch people in the game like with your pokeballs or whatever they're called in this game it's so funny because i remember in high school my friends and i got super into like D D, and we started mm -hmm. like like modifying D and D for like other universes, j j just to, to 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 just like freshen it up and spi and spice up our own D and D sessions. And we like, I remember the the main one that we would run was this like zombie apocalypse one. But at one point, me and my friend spent a few days and like really fleshed out a Pokemon like D and D, and that's the sort of shit we quickly devolved into was like <laughs> like what why are we not we can just kill other people's pokemon and it's like fuck it we can go after the trainers too and like we just started like murdering trainers and, and their pokemon it's like it's so funny that there's a game of that now mm, yeah it, it's just kind of wild how um because on the surface it looks like a low budget knockoff but the amount of things you can do in this and 
the the surprising amount of depth to it it just like the it it plays nothing like pokemon except it takes a little bit from like pokemon arceus the like the open world one that came out a few years ago it's but other than seeing some of the comparisons to that just like graphics wise and like world wise has been so mm -hmm. funny because it's just like like this huge multi-million dollar corporation and obviously they're limited also by the switch's lack of power but like Mm -hmm. like just seeing this like more realized and like beautiful sort of looking world in pal world and then like there's like a field in pokemon it's like here's one strand of grass and here's another strand of grass and like have right. fun like yeah and then like that's the thing i feel like visually it's not fair to compare because one of them's like a pc slash xbox yeah. potentially ps5 game but at the same time like a lot of pokemon fans will use like the power of the switch as an excuse as to why sort um sword and shield and then after it scarlet and violet looks so bad but I always push against that because I'm like the same year that Scarlet and Violet came out, Xenoblade 3 came out. That's also mm. like a game with a big open world and has like almost none of the problems that Scarlet and Violet. That's have. true. And I think a lot of the problem and this is why a two another and I think really ultimately the biggest reason why Pal World's gaining so much support now that everyone realizes that there is actually some meat to the game. Mm. People are realizing that this is like the Pokemon that Pokemon fans have deserved for a long time. And oh, another thing too, is a lot of the anti Pokemon people are quick to say, Oh, the developers lazy. The developers just cash grabbing and the cash grabbing is probably true, but I really don't think it's the developer's fault. Like if you look at the history of Pokemon, usually like there would be like a third version or a remake here and there, <laughs> but for the, so but cash for the grabbing most is, is deep in the heart of Pokemon itself. Right. Yeah. But like for the most part, we would get one like main Pokemon game every like I would say probably between three to five years. Right. Whereas on the switch, I don't, I don't have the exact dates in front of me right this second, but if I remember correctly, it was like 2019 was like Pokemon let's go or no, I think it was 2018 is Pokemon. Let's go. 2019 was sword and shield 2020 didn't have a game, but then 2021 had both Arceus and Scarlet <laughs> Violet. And that's not including the DLCs they've been putting out or the, um, and then they also made a non Pokemon game called little town hero that kind of flopped. Really? I, I yeah. feel like I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. That right. Ring most a bell people, at all. Yeah. Most people didn't like, it was a really big flop, but so if you count little town hero, they've made six games in the last like five years, as opposed to the, old like game boy advanced ds days of it yeah. was like one every three to five years and it's just obvious that whatever you know whatever corporate entity um it gets a little confusing but the pokemon company is like the corporate entity overseeing it and it's kind of owned by like a bunch of different companies that are like kind of combined into managing pokemon specifically but to me it really comes off as like publisher meddling that they're like okay these the fan base will buy 20 million copies no matter what shit quality these games yeah, come right, out geez. at so let's just fucking crank them out and then a, another thing that people always say to defend the development team is that it's a small development team with only 100 people so if that's true like, like imagine us be though i know that's the thing it's pokemon's the biggest multimedia franchise of all time and they don't want to hire more than 100 right. people yeah yeah it's and just then, a you know, choice for something like that like right and it's like, it's I, like, I, it's like I, I totally understand wanting to keep a smaller team. Be, I mean, that's that's just a good business thing for them. But like they sell a lot of games. 
And and, right. and and yeah, like you were saying, a lot of their games recently have been pretty fucked. <laughs> so right. it's like you guys can absolutely afford like 20, 30 more people. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's thousand, insane, especially you when you're going to afford gonna, a thousand more people and especially when you're going to pump out six error. games. Right. Yeah, especially when you're pumping out like six games in like 4 to 5 years or whatever it was that I said. Um and again, that's not including the DLC that they've developed for each of the Pokemon games, too. So, like, having a team that small is a choice. But I feel bad because people are quick to say the team sucks, the team's incompetent, they're not talented, and they're lazy. It's not the team. It's whoever's telling them, hey, you hundred people churn out five mm-hmm. games in this in no time. But I've They wanted really to place hope- more grass in that field, but they just didn't have the time. <laughs> they just didn't have a choice. And there was They're no like, time you know, post-launch yeah. either. Yeah, we had to make. Yeah, they were too busy working on the DLC to add those blades of grass that they really wanted. But it's just, yeah, it's just brutal all around. And just Pokemon really does need like some kind of a wake up call to show that. And their fan base isn't going to ever hold them accountable. It seems because again, the Switch games have sold more than most of. I think I don't know about Scarlet and Violet. I think Sword and Shield is like the second highest selling Pokemon games of all time, next to Red and Blue. So they're obviously not being held accountable sales wise. So maybe if a competitor that comes around and puts out a better product in a similar style, hopefully something like that will finally be the wake up call that they need to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should be putting some extra effort into this stuff because eventually people are going to realize that there's better products out there and they don't need Mm. to rely on on Pokemon for their like creature catching fix. Yeah. Even if Pal World plays so fundamentally differently. <clears throat> yeah. It does like fill a similar niche. Do you think that like why do you think this one is getting so much attention? Like obviously there's been, you know, from the Metabots to the Robopons to the Yokai watches game wise, like a lot of there's been a lot of games with those that like creature collecting element that are much closer to Pokemon than this one is. Like why is it just like the virality of it being so big on TikTok and everything like that, which didn't exist before. Or like, why, why is I, this the only thing like, I'm hearing about and seeing? Whereas like all of those other things just like came and went and didn't matter. I feel like, so, so especially with people talking about pal world, like I've become more aware of all these like past games that have come out, like, like uh Temtem and like cassette beasts and stuff that people use oh, as other examples. Cassette beasts looks awesome. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, I, I've been hearing that like Cassette Beast is like the the best game that plays like Pokemon that isn't Pokemon. Uh, but like with with all those games, the difference is that the, those games play like Pokemon, but they don't look like Pokemon. Mm. Whereas it's reverse with this one where this one looks like Pokemon, but it doesn't play like Pokemon. And I, I, I feel like that has to be the big difference, at least the visual appearance, which is what ha- it, it is what has got them in hot water with everyone saying like oh it's a pokemon ripoff oh they're gonna be sued i i don't know if you guys have looked into like the the the, the like legal side of all this at all really mm-hmm. but uh I, w- I was watching uh richard hoag of uh of the youtube channel Ho- hoag law the, the other night and he he did like a like a big deep dive into like copyright law and all this stuff just like going over what the chances of them being sued and what the chances of like Nintendo or game freak Pokemon company, whoever winning the lawsuit. And honestly, he was saying that Pal world flies really close to the sun 
And if he was the lawyer that they were talking to, he, he, he would have been like, this is a little too close for my comfort. But he thinks that they, they probably, that the, like a, like a, uh, that a, that power world would probably win the lawsuit because there has been enough evidence that there has been things changed. They aren't just directly using assets. You can't copyright look and feel as was determined with, with, uh, with fucking my, with, 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 uh, with, uh, with, uh, with like the 1980s era, like Apple and Microsoft lawsuit when, when, uh, when like, when like, when like windows came out and it was just a mirror image flip of, of, of Apple OS that, that, that was deemed legal. So in this case, like power world is probably legal. Yeah. They're really, really leaning into how, like that, that, that like look that everyone associates with Pokemon. When is the look why it's so successful as well? Like how much does that have to do with it? I mean, I feel like it has a, a lot cause that's at least what's got it to viral status. Like, there, there are plenty of pals in the game, as far as I've seen, that don't look like Pokemon, but a lot of them, if you put them in a lineup of Pokemon, it'd be hard to pick out the ones that are pals. And and I I, I feel like that... Only for noobs. I mean, there, <laughs> dude, there's like a thousand Pokemon now. I, well, I feel like there's, anyone there's would a have couple, trouble. There's a couple of pals, including on the title screen, that look exactly like certain Pokemon. Like when <laughs> yeah. I, when we first loaded up the game, I was like, "Oh shit, that's just Star Raptor on the corner right there." Yeah, there, there's plenty I've seen where it's like, honestly, the pals look more like how I remember Pokemon looking than the actual and some Pokemon. Of the new Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but like apparently, people have done like wire mesh breakdowns of these assets, and like they aren't just straight up Pokemon assets; they are changed. And that's that's enough. Hmm. I, I saw a couple like obviously there's like so many jokes and stuff around it, but I saw one TikTok that was very funny and it was like Nintendo lawyer and it's like we gotta sue them. That's just like Green Lucario or something. And he's like, no man, that's Green Green Anubis. And like, <laughs> um, just pointing it obviously like it's like they're just like the Pokemon are just like adaptations of things in the real world as well. So could they not just say the same thing? And yeah, um, it, it, yeah. exactly. Like like like. Like Pikachu is copywritten. Like you can't use Pikachu, but the idea of electric mouse isn't copyrightable. That that's a vague enough concept. You can't copyright that because of so the that, real electric mice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but 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 yeah. Like th- stuff like that is is all over Power World, where it's like, y- yes, this looks like an like another thing, but this is just a sheep. It's a sheep that we modified. What are you talking about? And, and, and I mean the like 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 po- po- Pocket Pair has done a really great job of never using the word Pokemon. You can tell that like they are media trained, and they know <laughs> it. All it's going to take is one fuck up, yeah, and they're right. going to be they're they're done. But they've done <laughs> very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like from what I've read, like the director and everything had his ducks in a row. He said he took a lot of this material to court already or like spoke to legal experts in Japan or like, is this legally distinct enough? And he got it cleared. So, I mean, we'll never know all the specifics of that unless it actually goes to court. But Mm -hmm. from what it sounds like they've been trying to, they've been saying they've got a lot of this cleared before they ever released. But like my big thing, 
it's really interesting okay. too that they're both Japanese companies, so it wouldn't even be an international lawsuit. It would be like just a like a Japanese like native lawsuit, which mm. makes all of this even crazier because I I'm pretty sure J- Japan has like like lower bars for like defamation and and like and copyright infringement and stuff. So so if they're confident that that they're that they're fine, that's really saying something because it would it it would be way easier for them to to get to get sued. Mm. And my big takeaway too why I really think that Pokemon or Nintendo or whoever doesn't have a case is because Nintendo is notorious for being like highly protective of their IP. If they see like some fucking modder in his basement adding a new shoulder pad to like Samus's armor in like Metroid 2, they'll have a cease and desist by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Like these don't these things don't last long and they don't get far. No. But again, like we've known about Power World for like three years. They heavily promoted it again That's last year and they didn't say a word about it. Like even the Pokemon mod that they added to Pal World got a cease and desist in less than yeah, 24 I, hours. I feel, I feel like that is the most telling thing of the situation that that mod got a cease and desist so quickly, but the game hasn't. Right. And like the only statement they made about it was almost a week after the game was out with them saying, oh, we're going to investigate mm-hmm. any potential pl- uh, plagiarism. But I feel like if they felt like they had a case, this wouldn't have even got off the ground let alone got all the way to release i feel like at the at the latest the game would have come out and immediately got a cease and desist like right i like i've i I feel like in the past nintendo's also done that where it's like they'll let a project build for a little bit and then like shut shut it down right at the last minute it was like okay good like like good job but stop Mm, right not not let it sell eight million copies and make yeah. millions of dollars, yeah, and still have it up to uh, as of this recording at least, um, yeah. But like that's my biggest thing. It's funny too. We were talking about it off air, but um, as soon as they like the day after they put that statement out, they started just pumping out constant like nonstop promotion for Pokemon. Like they're advertising <laughs> all this content that came out like months ago. <laughs> Like, oh, remember us? Like, we're we're still here. There's Pokemon, too. But, yeah, it's just wild. And I, I just echo what Logan said. I think a big part of why Pal World is standing out is all, a lot of these other Pokemon, like, adjacent games or, like, Pokemon ripoffs or whatever you want to call them, they're all trying to be Pokemon. This is very clearly its own thing aside from the actual creature designs themselves. And like Logan said, too, like with his D&D example, it's like the shit you can do in this game is so fucking weird. And I think that's a big part. It got people's foot in the door because of the whole Pokemon with guns concept because you could craft weapons for individual creatures. You could turn them into rocket launchers. You can yeah, um, like, I, turn I feel them into like flamethrowers. If, if this game had RPG elements, then they, they probably would have been sued. But the fact that the only similarity to Pokemon is the appearance but everything else is is drastically different. I th- I think that was very wise of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like honestly, at, at first look, it looked more like Fortnite to me than anything else, just because of the way the crafting works. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like it's so different, but you can do so much. Like everything you can ride or use as a weapon or put to work, and everything. Just the versatility of the game mm-hmm. and the amount of things you could do with the creatures. A lot of things that people have been wishing you could do with Pokemon for like. <laughs> 20 years now yeah. and they still can't do it's like there's a lot of factors but i think that's probably the biggest those are probably the biggest ones just the amount of freedom 
at, that the game gives you and just the kind of virality of it and just how the initial concept just got people's foot in the door to begin with. And also just a general like dissatisfaction with the state of Pokemon. People are just kind of looking mm. for any excuse to be able to enjoy this kind of thing fully the way that they were hoping we would have been able to enjoy it by now, but still haven't been able to because of the corners that Pokemon proper has been cutting for so long. Mm-hmm. It's It was in like after, I think just on the last main episode, I think we were talking about Pokemon and like feeling like it was so hard to try to get back into any modern version of it and not rec- you know, and so obviously this came out and so I was like, this looks kind of cool and uh, could this fill that void or would this be easier to jump into than like, you know, something that's that feels f- semi-familiar like a new Pokemon game, but yet yeah, feels so like unwelcoming, I guess, for a new player. But watching mm-hmm. <laughs> watching like a few reviews and stuff, it was like seeing clips, it looks great. Watching reviews, I was like, this does not seem like a Derek game. Like, was, <laughs> you know, there's like the, it just seems like there's like not really any story or anything, which not that the story in the Pokemon games are generally that great, but like story car- carries you forward. And without that motivation, I'm like unlikely to get anywhere. But also it was like the reviews were talking about like, oh, you build bases and you build multiple bases. And I'm like, that is the shit that I ignore in every game. Like, you know, Fallout, <laughs> like Fallout 4, I'm not even starting like those lines and like <laughs> stuff like Starfield. Like, like I'm not I didn't even get that far in the game sort of thing. I don't want to build anything. Just like give me cool looking shit. And uh, mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it doesn't uh didn't seem like it was for me but with the you know i'm yeah. i'm the complete opposite where this game sounds exactly like the sort of thing i'd be into <laughs> i i got so deep into rust like years ago that was all i played for for months like i i love the forest like i love like survival games the only thing keeping me from playing is the fact that it's a rumor to become it, it like it's it 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 it's I'm my brain fucking broke for a second. It's rumored to be coming to PlayStation. Uh, so so it's like the fact that it could come to PlayStation. I have to play it on PlayStation. Like I I know I know apparently it runs well on Steam Deck, but it's like if it could come to PlayStation, I would much rather play it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the thing about it too that makes it more accessible is I think there's only like fifty pals or something like oh, that. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, and then plus, aside from it being on Game Pass, I think on PC it's like thirty bucks, and then it's also discounted for like er- for early yeah, buyers. Yeah, it is on sale right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's like twenty seven dollars for a game that gameplay wise at least has a lot more content versus mm-hmm. like the current Pokemon games that are like sixty plus dollars yeah. for mm-hmm. something that barely works. And seeing like the the roadmap that they release, like it seems like they do have a lot of plans for future updates and stuff do you do you think that it has like legs to stand on it and do you think that it has like staying power or do you think that this like like it's got so much hype and buzz and selling so many copies right now but in like two months it'll be forgotten about sort of thing it's hard to say i feel like depends on how much content they're able to add to it but the thing about these games um to echo again what uh, what logan was saying is it has I, I've never played these games, but I've seen a lot of people compare them to both Ark and Rust and those games. It's kind of the benefit of being a game that doesn't really have much of a narrative is that they kind of go on forever. So the game really lives and dies based off of how addicting it is and how long they're able to keep the fan base engaged. So the early access version in and of itself just has 
already has like hours and hours worth of content. Like it's kind of crazy how much a essentially incomplete product, essentially a beta <laughs> has to do in it. So if they're able to keep the momentum, keep the updates frequent and be able to have like a full-fledged, uh, get to a point where they can get to calling it a full-fledged release with maybe more of a story that you can follow too. I think it has the potential to be around for a while. I, f- I feel like it's just a, a basic math equation. It's sold like what, like like eight or nine million copies? I think if, like eight million was a, a couple days ago, so it's got to be even higher now. If even 10% of those people continue to play this game longer than a week, it's going to be a massive success. Like the e- even 10% of, of the player base now continuing to play it in two months would be considered successful for, for most indie games. So... I, I, I feel like no matter what, this game is going to be a success. All, all, already, they've made enough money to be a success. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. It's too bad, like, you know, Pokemon, like a real Pokemon game will probably win, like, best indie game next year or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this won't get its time it's to shine, indie, you know. Small indie studio. Yeah. <laughs> Just 100 employees, <laughs> I hear, you know. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys want to say about Pal World, or should we should we move on to some other stuff? I think that was pretty. pretty yeah, I, I, I think I'm good. The, the yeah, only other yeah. thing I've seen people talk about is like accusing it of being like AI and stuff, and like oh. like like people bitching that it's an like quote unquote asset flip. And it's like you guys don't understand how games are made, do you? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if some of this is AI generated, it's very well done, and like being an asset flip, this this game's not an asset flip. <laughs> this game is not go back to the fucking abandoned re- real time <laughs> demo that's an asset flip this is not an asset flip <laughs> what yeah like if it whatever is happened gener- to that i still have it installed i i, yeah. I think i think of it as, as 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 my opportunity to get pt if this does end up being something insane i gotta keep it <laughs> like did it they only, was that only just, takes up did like that just, did they just disappear are they done now uh, I don't think they've really said anything since then. I, I, I remember, uh, I remember the dude be behind the studio. Uh, he, you mean uh, Kojima, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Kojima backwards. Uh, uh, he actually did an interview on Sacred Symbols, and Colin Moriarty just fucking tore him to shreds. He was asking him like financials and everything, and the dude was just like, "I, I'm not allowed to answer that." I can't answer that. He's like, so, so what can you answer? Like, what can you tell me? <laughs> Man, I forgot all about that. So disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like PT all over again. But, uh, I, I forgot about it mostly because I didn't really follow it. Like all I knew is from what you guys were talking about it. PT two electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but as jump. far as like the AI thing, that's kind of my issue too. <laughs> but like, of course, if, a lot of the designs originate from AI that I'm not a fan of that. But even then it's like these characters still need to be modeled and they still need to be rigged and everything to work properly yeah. in the game. And that's all, that's all done by like teams and everything. So, I mean, yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I, I mean, AI is already starting to be used in games. I mean, like the finals has had some, some heat for like the AI announcer voices and stuff, which is so fucking stupid. And like, and like, a uh, uh, Fo- foam stars apparently had a bunch of ai generated like that, yeah. album art in the game which is also stupid like ai is going to be integrated in more and more games i th- i think there's a, a 
healthy way to use AI in games. Like if if they were using it to like generate like foliage or something, that's totally fine. Like it, it's like using AI to to generate like the the basis of a lot of things that you then clean up. I feel like that's getting a, a little iffy, but is still fine. But it's like th- the idea that like if, if you used AI at all, like it's bad. Like that the the point we're at now, AI is the worst it's ever going to be moving forward. So we we got to get used to it. Yeah, I think my biggest issue though is it's more of like a slippery slope thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because as, as soon as these, you know, and we'll get into it, I'm sure when we talk about the layoffs, but. No, no, when these companies find ways to save money at the expense of their workers, they're going to do it. And so mm-hmm. the more the more we ease AI into things, and yeah, I'm sh- it is an inevitability, but it still sucks because it's like, as it gets integrated slowly, it'll be like, it'll start with just the album art and it's kind of like, who cares? And then it'll inch a little bit more mm-hmm. towards more and more until all of a sudden yeah, your it, art it, staff it, is cut in half. And I mean, I like, like, me, me like, like, like me saying that like AI is like it's going to be, become more and more prevalent. It's not me saying I like that. I don't like that. I th- I think we're going to start seeing it like uh, as long as people keep voicing opposition to using AI in games, uh, I think we're going to start seeing more and more teams pop up where it's like not using AI is a selling point. We're going to start seeing games that are advertised like no AI was used mm-hmm. in the making of this product. And that's going to start being like a green flag for games Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, kind of like the hades thing a few years ago yeah and and it's like i i i think uh i mean i mean yeah like layoffs and everything that 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 have happened recently all the like financials coming out i think it's safe to say that the we're we're about to have another games industry games industry crash uh just because this shit's unsustainable and it's clearly not going super well given the economy and everything. So I'd say like not using AI is going to start being more and more important because I, f- I feel like the future is going to be more and more smaller teams making smaller games. And the last thing your small game needs is people bashing on it for using AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. And there's just again like with the Hades example that was around the time like the last of us stories were coming out about crunch and all of that mm-hmm. so i'm like and then super giant was like well we never use crunch and our work our workers have a strong work life balance and that was like a big selling point for Hades around that time so no i agree and i mean i'm sure like again we'll talk we'll uh move on to the layoff soon but it's just it's just terrible all around i agree that we're kind of heading towards something if not a crash then some kind of big overhaul of how these yeah. game companies work because it's really it's been unsustainable for a really long time i've i've noticed it was unsustainable when that infamous report came out like probably over 10 years ago now where square enix was like that tomb raider reboot was a financial failure because it didn't <laughs> it sold sell so many copies, copies in a week yeah. Yeah. and i was like if it's a financial failure then you're spending too much on these games it's not the games fault mm-hmm. like a lifetime sales of a million not that long prior was considered this big accomplishment. Yeah. And now yeah. 3 million in a week's a failure. That's, that's a fundamental issue. That's a, that just shows that the system's broken. That's not the problem with the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller games, 10 hour cap. No game is allowed to be longer than 10 hours. That's, it's got my vote. Except I, I, I mean, like, 
like like hyperbole aside, I think that's legitimately going to be the case soon. I I think the the I, I think it's going to be it's going to become weird that there's going to be like a Baldur's Gate three come out. Well, I I feel like I like I feel like the 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 idea of the like hundred hour triple A game. Mm-hmm. I feel like de- death is outside its door. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even Which, then, yeah. it's like a lot of the hundred hour triple A games are just so full of like nothing like it's just yeah. full of Filler, time wasting yeah. crap yeah 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 i which is like like even even like i read so much about that with um like i felt so much of that trying to play like assassin's creed valhalla when it came out where there was like there was elements of that game i loved so much like the such a cool world and the combat was really good and just like beautiful to play and and but it felt like every you know, every time something important happens, then I've got like two or three hours of like, like here's, we're going to introduce more collectibles and here's some weird, mm-hmm. like weird fucking shit missions that you don't care about. And like, please find a, a piece of meat for this man. And like, like, I don't want to do any of that. And like, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, like I, <laughs> a world where like games are shorter is like, that is going to like help me continue to be interested in in gaming that's like where i've tried to focus the last like six or so months once i like like which is sort of the time period where i sort of started enjoying games more again and and having an easier time like actually playing stuff um but like if aside from very rare uh examples like Baldur's gate 3 which like like ruined me for two months sort of thing like uh if i there's like a hundred hour game or i could play 10 10 hour games like i'm gonna choose the 10 10 hour games every time like Mm -hmm. except for the time i played Baldur's gate 3 for two months (laughs) speaking of Baldur's gate 3 uh if we're ready to move on to games oh yeah playing yeah i don't see Baldur's gate 3 on either of your lists uh logan i'd like you to tell me why so and I actually I actually started it the other night and like I made a character and like I started the game but it was late at night I started it like 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 an hour and a half or two hours before I was going to go to bed so I was like okay I'll start this I'll get it going and then the last of us two remastered came out and I go like, oh, shit this just surprise dropped I had no idea this was coming <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh I also haven't started playing that yet either because uh uh fun story I had to emergency buy a $700 printer yesterday because I had a, a my old printer like the maintenance box for clearing ink and everything it was full so then I go to replace it but then it's broken so I've spent the past like since Sunday, uh, we're recording on Saturday, so almost a week, uh, in just turmoil where I'm so stressed because of like orders I need to make and all this stuff. So I haven't been able to play anything. But what I have been playing this whole time, uh, I've been playing Silent Hill 2. Uh, on your uh, Steam Deck? Steam Deck, yes. Uh, so I, I've, I've, been, I've been playing it because I recently decided this year I'm going to start trying to learn unreal engine i want to start trying to learn how to make games i've always wanted to make games i remember in high school my friend and i like wanted to make this like online legacy of kane game and like i i got i got really good at like pixel art for making these games stuff but uh coding it was very hard (laughs) and we got like some basic stuff done but we never really got too far the ai can help you with that 
that's that's true <laughs> I, I mean Un- unreal engine also has the blueprints mode where you just kind of build modules and that's also much easier than coding but uh like the the idea of making games is something i've wanted to do um, for like 15 years so i've decided that i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna start trying to do that i have like an idea and i i want to really evoke that feeling of like the ps2 horror game because like ps1 horror has been a really big thing in like indie games recently with like it like 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 visually anyway uh and i i do adore the the visual style of the ps1 but i feel like ps2 horror is where like that idea really just blossomed into like um, um, a primitive version of what we consider like modern horror games and like silent hill 2 is just such an incredible example of that kind of game where it's like it's not quite open world but it really feels open world like like i mean just just like just like walking around the town i'm 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 currently i'm currently like halfway through uh the uh the uh the uh the uh the uh the the apartments mm-hmm. and uh so so it's like th- th- in this section it's it's more linear where yep. it's like you can only go so many places but walking around the town of silent hill like to get to the apartments there's so like there's so many places where like there's just a health drink there or there's just a, a yeah. health pack there uh there's there, there's like a random save point here there's there are things to find you're meant to explore that area and uh, like that's just so like I, I'm, I'm just trying to really take in like what it is that makes this game good, and, and it's also been like over a decade since I last played Silent Hill mm. Two. This game is still creepy as fuck. <laughs> like it, that was what that's one that I'm like looking forward to going back to on the Steam Deck. Like I've got it sitting there in like the home screen on my library, and I'm like I just need to like wrap a couple other things up, and then mm-hmm. I can't wait to like play it again because I tried the HD remaster when that came out, and and I was like this sucks. So it's been <laughs> yeah. a long time for me too. Yeah, uh, there's definitely some bad versions of, of that game, but uh, but yeah, like it's it's so cool how. Granted, I, like to back up, I first played the first Silent Hill when I was like seven, eight around there when my older brother was moving out, and I just found a PlayStation disc, and I was like, "Oh, can I have this?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And then I popped Silent Hill in, and it like fucking scarred myself. So the first Silent Hill like, game. What are those is, dog? What are those dogs doing? Dude, I didn't even get that far. I remember getting to the point where there's the body hanging from the fence, and then you have <laughs> so like to die. Like thirty seconds. Yeah, and, and you have to die, and you wake up, and I was like, I'm I'm done. I am done. I took that disc out of my PlayStation, immediately put it at the bottom of one of my drawers, and I was like, I I am not touching this fucking thing ever again. Like that, I I cherish that memory so much because I will never feel that as kind of man you are today honestly it, it did it i think that's my where my my love of horror comes mm-hmm. from because i was <laughs> i was genuinely traumatized by this game but i cherish that memory because it's i i will never experience that level of fear from a video game ever again i will never be that scared of a game ever again and to this day i cannot play silent hill by myself i need to be with in a room with someone else to even play the game it's it just unlocks this deep dark fucking trauma in me and i i love that and and silent hill 2 is so cool because like 
it feels similar, but this is a different game and it doesn't activate that. So I can actually play it and enjoy it and be like, oh yeah, I'm like, like the, like it's definitely tense. It's definitely scary, but it's not like fucking giving me like, like, like heart palpitations <laughs> the way Silent Hill does. Uh, I was as scared of uh, Silent Hill Revelations 3D. Oh yeah. Just how, how bad it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> it's terrifyingly bad. Did any of you guys follow that new one, the one where you can the, vote on the outcome? What was it called? Ascension? Um, yeah. Yeah, Ascension. I, I, enough that I went to the fucking panel at Comic-Con this past year. <laughs> yeah, Shane, yeah. And I, Shane and I went, and I was, you know, hit that, like, pre-ad button on the App Store, and and I was, you know, cautiously, like, like this seems like a weird idea, but uh, it's a new Silent Hill story, and we haven't had one of those in a long time. So I'm, I'm and in. It proceeded and then, to be the most dog shit story yeah, we've ever gotten. Yeah, like the day because launched on Halloween. The day it launched, obviously, there's so many articles coming out about like how it's just like, like terrible, and like you got to pay for all this like shit that doesn't matter because it's just like a supposed to be like a story that's like you're voting on. Um, did Did you guys? Uh, did you guys see that uh, the the that game's chat the the like censored words? There was like a bunch of stuff that you couldn't say, but one thing that people found out you could say was Hideo Kojima coming in my tummy, <laughs> and <laughs> so that was trending. Oh my god! No, I did not see that. And then I I never opened the game on my phone after <laughs> the day, like reading how bad it was that launch day. Uh, you know, yep. Maybe the Silent Hill Two remake will be, you know, the resurgence that we've been hoping for. I have very low expectations. I don't believe in Bloober Team at all. I, I, <laughs> I like Bloober Team stuff, at least parts of it. Like I, I really liked the Blair Witch game, and I really disliked the Cyberpunk one. And but la- and layers of yeah, what was it oh. with with Ruger Hauer and stuff? Um, what was that game called? Oh, I, it's I repressed it. Um, <laughs> and I really like the like at least I played the first layers of layer layers of fear and and really enjoyed that. Like I mm. don't know. I feel like it's it'll be the best Silent Hill that we've gotten in a long time, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of how it turns out. Uh, is I it like, Observer System yeah, Redux? Yeah, yeah, that was like a the remaster version, but it was Observer was the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. The only one that I played that they made was the Medium when it was leaving Game Pass. Probably. Oh, and I, I, yeah, yeah. and I played the Medium, uh, and I liked ish it it. Um, hmm. The the Medium yeah. was the Medium like atmospherically, like mechanic wise, it had a lot of issues, but atmospherically, I was like this. Like these guys are making the next Silent Hill. This feels like appropriate. This is this might be okay, sort of thing. Um, mm, yeah, and the, same. I liked it, but I didn't love it. But a lot of what I didn't like was because of the achievements being glitchy. Which yeah. Kind of is a dumb reason to. <laughs> I feel like it's not a hundred percent fair to yeah, be like yeah. this game sucks because the achievements are glitchy. Yeah. But and the, the but, story had its issues, but they're you know the Silent Hill two story is already made, so like that should be fine. <laughs> oh yeah, unless they try to do their creative creative license yeah i actually bought the medium Mm. because i i've meant to play it for a long time uh the my main gripe with with everything bloober does is uh i'm not familiar with 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 many of their games i haven't really 
played much of any of I, I played a little bit of Layers of Fear. I wasn't super impressed, but my biggest gripe is that, which in this case, it, it could be a pro for them, is they dick ride Silent Hill so hard. And they do. A, a lot of the things they do are just straight up, like not even inspired. Like there's there's that one thing. I think it's in Layers of Fear where it's like it's literally the like Indiana Jones painting or something. It's just like edited a little bit, like one of the like creepy paintings or mm-hmm. something. It's like they they do these things where it's like it's you like to call it inspired is being <laughs> there's like generous. kindergarten co- kindergarten cop pictures everywhere and yeah like- shit, shit like that. And it's like I've never seen anyone dick ride silent hill so hard but like i said that could be a good thing in this case they maybe they've spent so long trying to copy silent hill 2 i mean you know what people want the silent hill 2 remake to feel like fucking silent hill 2 so yeah so (laughs) it it could be good i'm i'm willing to be wrong so give it to the guys that pal worlded it for the last 10 years (laughs) yeah But no, I'm willing. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to to be impressed. I'm gonna be playing the Silent Hill 2 remake day one. But it doesn't have I, a release date yet, does it? No, it's, no, I don't think so. I just I saw like pre-orders went up at least here recently, but that also doesn't mean anything. Like, like yeah. I feel like GameStop used to have it would be like this. The, <laughs> we've got a placeholder release date of like 2076 for this game. Uh, I'm pretty sure PlayStation uh, recently said something that it's like coming this year i'm you guys can keep talking i'll, I'll try to find it um i mean yeah, we I'm were not, asking about games you played so we're waiting i mean I, I haven't oh, you really didn't play played anything else yeah i've played a little bit of call of duty here and there yeah. just like as my mindless finishing yeah. audiobook movie or a uh, game yeah but yeah i haven't really played anything else i I don't know why this popped in my head right now, but I was listening to the uh, dynamic deep dives of Spider-Man 2, um, which hearing mm-hmm. you guys talking about it made me sad that I wasn't also talking about it with you guys. But I feel like Should it was have been like, there. I know I was like, so I did not have the mm-hmm. energy. And I also was like, I don't remember anything from this game. It felt like it was so long ago. But then obviously hearing you guys talk about it uh, jogged a lot of memories. But that was I really enjoyed that discussion. Um, and like agreed a lot with both of your points and like the game kind of not falling apart but like the last act or the last 20 percent of whatever of it just feeling like like tacked on we need to make this game longer and and stuff uh i definitely Mm -hmm. felt that as well and it felt like here's the appropriate moment for it to end and then it pushed and pushed and pushed and and Mm -hmm. um hearing the and i think you guys had mentioned it before but talking about your favorite like some of your favorite side missions being the mysterio stuff um and i was like fuck because i played that first one and i was like this is fucking horrible and then never went to a single other one of <laughs> those things and i remember you guys saying like that the rest of them aren't like the rhythm based thing um which i didn't like but also i just felt like they were then it was like oh now you need to like fight a ton of dudes in this weird like floaty world for 10 minutes or something. And I was like, I don't want to do more of that. So I don't know if that is what the rest of them are like, but um, I mean, basically. Oh, okay. Well yeah. then I, I'm glad I didn't play Well, it's like weird. It's like the first, the first and the last one are completely different. The first one's a music one. Yeah. The last one is like the Mysterio snow globe fight that Logan was talking sure, about. Sure. Everything, all of them in the middle are just like generic um, beat, beat, beat this wave mm, of enemies okay. in three minutes or whatever. Okay. 
So well, then I'm glad I didn't play anymore. <laughs> I do. I do have to say, I thought of this immediately after we got done recording. We forgot to mention the Howard mission with the pigeons. Oh yeah. Oh, that yes. mission was so fucking sad seeing it coming just the way howard was talking yeah and, yeah and he's, he's just like yeah man I just, I just want you to go to go and 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 take them somewhere nice and free them and it's like howard what are you what saying are, what are you saying yeah and you come back spoiler jump ahead a few a few minutes if 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 you haven't played this i guess but then you come back and he's like the ambulance is taken away and it's like man <laughs> i saved his birds in the last two games man never again it's funny because i don't know maybe i'm just like a sociopath or something but like i went through the trophy list and they had a reference to like the birds or something i was like i was like how are we gonna die i was like okay so i'm like so i'm setting the birds free and i'm kind of just joking with megan while i'm swinging through the city i'm like watch he's just gonna be he's just gonna drop dead by the time i get back and then when i got back and they were loading him in the ambulance i was just like no fucking way really like he just dropped dead in the last two minutes but there was was other like like, the sorry go ahead I was just going to say the ambulance would take longer than that to get through New York traffic to get to him, let alone already be loading him up in the ambulance. But but yeah, but like once it settled in and everything else, and then I honestly had been so long since I played the other Spider-Man games that I kind of forgot Mm. that I even met him until I was setting the birds free. And I remembered it's the bird guy. Yeah. But like once I like thought about it more and thought and was reminded of like the specifics of what happened in the previous games, I was like, oh, yeah, that. That was sad. I just thought it was weird. I kind of wish that it was more than just one mission that ended super abruptly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, mm-hmm. So I did find what I was thinking of. Uh, PlayStation Blog put out uh, the best the best new and upcoming PS5 games of 2024. And this list is really interesting for a couple reasons. It lists a bunch of stuff. Uh, the list goes uh, the list goes Prince of Persia, Lost Crown. Suicide Which looks, Scott. looks so good. Yeah, I've been hearing it's really yeah. good. It doesn't look like anything I'd be into, but it looks it looks good. I um, heard it was developed by the same team that made the Rayman Legends and uh, oh, really? Rayman Origins games, which I think are two of the best 2D mm-hmm. platformers ever made. So Interesting. when I heard about that, it, it jumped the Prince of Persia jumped pretty high up on my list. Yeah, that was like one where I <clears throat> at some point when I get through stuff, I'm like, I'll grab a couple months of Ubisoft Plus because I'd like to play the the Avatar games apparently actually really good as well. So to be able to hmm. play both of those would be sick. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, the, the list goes Prince of Persia, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, <laughs> Stellar Blade. Then it inter, it interjects Last of Us Part Two stuff, but it's clearly not part of the list because the background's a different color. Then it goes Helldivers 2, Dragon's Dogma 2, Concord, Tekken 8, Pacific Drive, Forever Skies, uh, The Casting of Frank Stone, Rise of the Ronin, Metal Gear Solid Delta, Grand Blue Planet, Grand Grand Blue Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. That was so hard to say. Foam Stars, Silent Hill Two, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Plucky Squire. What I think is really interesting is a uh, Stellar Blade doesn't have a release date, but it's in the list before some games that do have release dates, and I, I don't know if that's supposed to be hinting that it's coming between those games or not but i just think it's really interesting that like there's a couple games like that that don't have release dates but are 
listed before mm-hmm. games that do. What do release dates mean in this day and age anyway, though? I mean, yeah, it, it, <laughs> that doesn't really matter yeah. for anything. But Sometimes yeah, that, that, games that will does be like we're coming out tomorrow and other times they'll be like, sorry, we delayed another two years. Yeah, but that does like soft confirm that Silent Hill 2 and Concord and all, all these things are coming out this year. That sounds good. And that didn't even mention Final Fantasy 7. Oh, jeez. I don't think I heard. I don't no. think I heard you say that. Um. Oh, oh no. That that was actually the first thing on the list. It's just there's a couple things uh, you guys can't really see. There's things mm-hmm. with pink backgrounds and things with like the purpley blue backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, right. The pink background things kind of interject. Uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Last of Us Part Two, and Tekken Eight, I believe, all have that. Uh, and those are the games that are out of release order. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. All, all those games are supposed to be coming out this year. It's no 2023. What do you mean? <laughs> the, the, I don't know. The games on that list feel not as high caliber as 2023 did. <laughs> or, I mean, whereas me, I'm listening to that being like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you for know Derek what game, games, I mean, for Derek games. You know what game on this list I feel like looks kind of cool? Pacific hmm. Drive. I don't even you know what that is. I don't that. think I've heard of it. It's like a it's like a survival horror game, kind of. But you're in a car, and like oh, you, that you have to be like, sick. yeah, yeah, yeah you have you're be taking care yes. of your car and stuff. It looks really yeah. cool. That sounds like the Twisted Metal show, <laughs> kind of. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, same kind of vibe, kind of. And it's kind <laughs> of like cell shaded y. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, is it? I thought it was like I, like I've just seen like TikTok videos which made me think it was out already, but maybe it was just based off of like footage that had been released or something. Yeah, no, I, when does it come out? Um, the 21st, I think February 21st. That's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's sometime, it's sometime coming up soon. Less than a month away. Speaking of of Pokemon copies too, I don't know if you guys seen it, but like the Yakuza, the previous Yakuza game had a, pokemon parody mini game where you caught people dressed as like monsters really <laughs> and apparently this apparently this new yakuza game has like a full-fledged like pokemon mode with those same characters and on top of that there's another mode where you could take pictures of them so it's kind of oh like a snap and regular pokemon in there and there's like a uh town building mode that apparently plays just like animal crossing <laughs> so it's those a- games are wild <laughs> oh my god like that doesn't make that- any sense <laughs> That platinum's gonna be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you expect any different from a Yakuza game, though? Did you expect yeah, not, that platinum this, to be easy? Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know. This is like the month of Pokemon knockoffs. Mm. Um, well, you, yeah, I don't think you've gotten into that one yet. But what have you uh, been up to? What have you been playing? Um, I actually. Even though I was saying it was probably my most anticipated game of the year, I passed on Yakuza because just out of principle, because a report came out that they made New Game Plus a DLC, paid DLC yeah, option. Really? That's wild. And apparent, I didn't know this obviously because it didn't happen here. But apparently, they did that with the previous Yakuza game, but only in Japan. And the Japanese fan base threw a fit, Test so market. they reversed the decision and didn't even try here. Uh, <laughs> but now, now they're trying again. And so, like out of principle, I was like. No matter how much I want to play it, I'm just going to wait till it's like used or something because I have enough to play and I don't want to be like, oh, you know, that's perfectly fine that you're cutting out basic features that take no effort to implement. 
yeah. and cutting them out to sell them separately. That's like, bullshit. It, it's bad enough that Spider-Man 2, I don't think it has New Game Plus still. It's like, it's it's bad enough adding New Game Plus long after the game came out, but to charge for it? Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, like online pass passes like that they people tried that they tried to do in like the ps3 era aren't those kind of coming back too are they i thought i, I saw something about, about a game having like an online pass sort of thing i was just thinking about those of i, I think it might have been yakuza but something triggered my brain to think about all the failed attempts at trying to monetize like basic shit and that was one of them where it was like we're trying to combat used games, so instead we're going to make people pay $10 to be able to play online on top of their PlayStation Network subscription that they already have to buy. Um, em- emergency alert. Emergency alert. Uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, the latest Dragon Ball S- Sparking Zero trailer comes out. Oh, shit. Dope. I'm wondering <laughs> what that's going to look like, too, because I'm like... The last Tenkaichi game had like a hundred characters, and I'm like, "Is this next one going to have twenty? And then you have to buy the rest separate." Oh god, like, I'm I I hope it. Oh, I I want it to be so good. Yeah, the same, mul- the like, even local multiplayer, you gotta you gotta pay separate for. <laughs> you got you gotta pay to connect a second controller. Like all all consoles going forward, just have one controller's port. Yeah, <laughs> they they don't even use ports anymore, but it's still limited for some reason. Like you have to plug in a Bluetooth dongle. And there's only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only one slot. But like, it, oh, it, you it, know, the, like in our data, like ninety-seven percent of people don't use it, and the licensing, you know, the licensing to license <laughs> the technology would add more cost to the console. So really, it's for you. And if you'd like to use it, you can, you know, pay pay the extra forty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. yeah, and that was another thing about Yakuza that I the new game plus is such a big deal. Um, I think a couple two K games might have done this. I'm not sure, but. Yakuza is at least the first game that I care about that is releasing on PS4 at $70. Mm, okay. So, and then Persona, the Persona remake in a week is the same where the PS4 version $70, which is stupid. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> like I always, the, the currency difference always weirds me out. I'm like, wow, it's like a discounted title, but that's, that's <laughs> extra for you guys. But that was like, like so, I think PS3 was $69.99 here sort of thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's a $10 upcharge, whatever the equivalent would be. Um, but yeah, so I'm talking about games I'm not playing that I sh- thought I would be instead of the games <laughs> I actually played. So um, I finally finished Persona 3 it, since our last show, which was, I think, the last thing I talked about. I won't. It, it's a lot of the same, so I won't talk about it too much. But there was a really annoying part where you kind of accomplish your goal that, and again, I've mentioned this about a lot of games. I hated when Uncharted did this. I hated when like countless other games did it, but like in Persona three, it's like you accomplish your goal and then something happens where you're like, haha, just kidding. That's not really the end. But the way that the game is structured is like the game has an in-game calendar and like every month or so, like a major story event happens. So after you complete your goal, but find out it's not over, like there's literally like about a maybe a month and a half, two month period where the game just keeps going and the characters have no idea what the fuck's even going on. So you're just playing with no purpose for like another 20 hours Jeez. before something finally happens to kind of start ushering you towards the end game. So it was just like an abysmal grind to try and like keep going after I thought I was close to being done. And then, like I said, the story and the characters themselves, the story is literally 
we don't know why this is still happening. So let's just live day to day until we figure it out. And then that's the next 15, 20 hours. So that sucked. Um, but when I finally beat it, it had to have been the mo- the most stressful boss fight I can remember. Might be the most stressful boss fight I've ever played. But the final boss of the game, and again, to go back to Pokemon and what we were talking about a little bit last show, how like Shin Megami and, po- and by extension Persona was kind of like the first Pokemon. It just wasn't as big. So a, a core part of the game is collecting monsters that you use for your for your fights or whatever um so the last boss so like imagine pokemon there's like what 18 types now like fire grass water rock all damn really so the last boss changes into every fucking type every time you kill him he switches to a different type so you had to kill him like 13 times holy crap and like a thing that's like constant about all the persona games is that like, if your party members die, you can heal them and revive them. If your main character dies, that's an instant game over. And so what, about halfway through the fight, the last boss gets to his light and dark skills. And, like, the gimmick of light and dark magic in those games is that they're all instant kills. And he started just <laughs> spamming instant kill attacks on the party. And luckily, it never hit my main character. But there was times where it hit, like, everyone else. And I had to spend a bunch of turns reviving. And every time he would fire up those attacks, I was like, dude, I swear to fucking God, if he hits my main character, I'm never playing this shit again. <laughs> like, I'm, this, and because you had to kill him with every type, the fight itself is like a good 40, 50 minutes long. And I think it was maybe 25, 30 minutes in when he started spamming the instant Holy kill crap. Stuff. And I, and well, thankfully, cause this is like a, the portable version. So they had a few quality of life upgrades. So in this one, they do let you pick up, it's like restart if you died. But like okay. in the original PS2 one, there's like there's like bosses and dungeon before that. So in the original PS2 one, it's like if you died on that fight, like you have to go back and do all those other fights on top of the on top of that that particular point in that boss fight. So I like my heart was racing. I was like getting a migraine every time he started those up. I could feel my head throbbing. I was like, no fucking way. If he hits me with this, I'm never playing this again. The last 75, 80 hours is just going to be, it's just going to be a bust, like whatever. And but, then, and then you were like, you know what I'll do now? I'll play it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when the remake comes out in, a, in fi- about five days from now, I'm looking forward to doing it all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And it's like, once you get to his final form, like the good thing though, is that each form dies pretty quick, but when he gets to his final form, they make a big show about how this is his true his true like element or whatever. And then after that, it turns into like a regular boss fight where he has a huge ass health bar and it takes forever to kill him. But I did it. It's like the, thankfully now I could say I've beat every modern persona game. Um, and yeah, after that, even though I told myself I'm fucking done with persona for the next two weeks, I immediately started a persona five tactica on game pass. <laughs> and then I went out and bought, um, persona 4 arena ultimax the ps4 port that had like improved online and Mm. it was essentially a remaster which is an excellent excellent fighting game um and it's a it's a sequel to both persona 4 and 3 so i was kind of like even though i had my problems with it i was like i'm not ready to let the characters go so i kept playing through the story mode Mm -hmm. of the fighting game and it takes place i think three years or so after three so all the characters like adults now in that game so it's just cool to be able to run through it, see some of the things that changed. It does border on fan fiction sometimes because they're trying to 
figure out a way to combine the stories of three and four and still have it like chronologically make sense. And mm-hmm. it's a little weird, but like the, I don't know if you guys played any like arc system works fighting games, but nope. like those games are always really mechanically. They're like, they're a little intimidating because mechanically they're really strict and they're kind of hard to play. But persona, the persona one was their first one that they tried to make more accessible since they're trying to court like RPG players, I guess. And so it's just, there's just a lot of visual flair, um, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of interesting character interactions. The gameplay is still tight, but it's a lot more accessible than like their Guilty Gears and their Blaze Blues and other games. And in a lot of ways, I feel like it was a precursor to the Dragon Ball Fighters game they made mm. a few years after, because that one is probably their most accessible one to date and borrows a lot of like the a lot of the framework that they first introduced on Persona f- uh, Arena. But um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun playing through that again. And for now, though, I think I'm burnt out of Persona and just going <laughs> to cleanse my palate as much as break. I can until the remake. Yeah, a five day break until the remake comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then aside from that real quick, part of my palate cleanse was I replayed my physical. I replayed Turnip Boy from my physical copy of PS on PS5. Hell yeah. And like, thankfully, I um, remembered that whole game is like shorter than that boss fight, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I think <laughs> on the on the older show when I said the first achievement glitched, so to get a hundred percent, I had to replay the entire game. But it was fresh in my head, so I think I hundred percented it in like an hour. Okay. So on the PS2 version, it wasn't as fresh in my head, but I got the platinum in like an hour and a half, mm, an okay. hour forty five minutes. So um, I played a little bit of the new one, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. Um, which is actually, I mean, I, I knew from the trailers, it's a completely different game. It looked like a twin stick shooter, almost like, um, like geometry wars and stuff. Mm. Whereas the first turn of boy is like a 2d Zelda clone. Um, but I was surprised to find out that this one is more like a roguelike game. Oh shit. So essentially you're robbing the same bank every time and then you'll eventually hit a wall where you can't advance like any further. Yeah. It's yeah. like payday. <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe so. I haven't played it, but it's weird. It's like you're on a time limit. You have to steal as much money as you can in the time limit. And then once that time limit's up, you'll go back to your base and your boss will be like, oh, there was this wall or this safe blocking you. Here's this new tool that you can use to get past that. And then each time you go in, you can get a little bit further. So it's not exactly like a roguelike because it's not designed around dying and going back. But they do put like they do put walls that you can't get past on each run. And then each time you go back, you have a few more tools that you can use to get a little bit farther, but I haven't played too much of it yet, but so far, like the humor, the um, visuals and everything are all pretty on point compared to the first one. Um, And then the last thing I really played was the, another code remake or which was trace memory back when it first came out. Did either of you play that at all? Did not. Nope. But it was like Nintendo's version of like, missed essentially where it's oh, like really? a puzzle like an exploration adventure like puzzle game so the big hook of the original was it was on ds and it was early in the ds's life so a big hook of it was you know you do all the puzzles with the microphone and the touchscreen and kind of using all the different gimmicks mm. the system had oh yeah and we talked we talked about it on another show but one of the puzzles that a lot of people got stuck on was you had to stamp a piece of paper but nothing you pushed would do anything and the solution it, right? was you're supposed to yeah you're yeah, supposed yeah. to close the ds and when you opened it up it's stamped um so this one this one's a collection of part one and two part two never came out in the united states it was just like europe and japan this is around the time where 
Nintendo of America was just against releasing anything on the Wii that they didn't think was going to sell like 10 million copies on yeah. the, in the first week. So, but to my understanding, both like part one obviously is fully remade because it's not on the DS anymore. So they had to completely change the game since it revolved around the touchscreen before. Whereas part two, to my understanding, is also completely remade, even though part two didn't really need to be since that was like a console game. Um, but it looks really nice. The graphics do look more um, do look similar to part two. Um, you have like full uh, control over the character in like a 3D space, even though the cameras, I think, is way too close to her and it gets really hard to see what you're doing. But it's interesting to see how they've like adapted it because like the first game was on the DS was a full like point and click adventure. You didn't really have control over the character. You just tap to which rooms you want to go in. And now it's just like a full like 3D, like third person adventure. Um, so I'm not too deep into it, but I'm excited to see how more of the in-depth puzzles from the DS version get adapted to the Switch because visually it looks great. The voice acting is kind of hit and miss, which that's another thing. The first game, I think, didn't really have any aside from maybe like a couple grunts or like single words. Mm-hmm. Um, where this one, it has long, like well-animated cutscenes with full voice acting for all the cutscenes and everything. Uh, and they Nintendo and I mean, they always say this, but they said that, you know, if this one sells well, they might consider remaking some of their other text adventures that they release on the DS, like Hotel Dusk and a few of those other mm. um, franchises. So I'm hoping it does well. I mean, it was never the biggest game to begin with, so I hope they don't have super high expectations <laughs> for the sales figures. Um, no, it's no Tomb Raider. But, yeah, it's no Tomb Raider for sure. At least not as big of a failure as that as that was with right. its mere its meager three million sales in a week. But uh, but how yeah, pitiful. I'm hope- and that's an and it's a lot it's facing competition too because the apollo justice remake like remastered trilogy just came out like a week later and they're both sitting side by side on my desk right now so <laughs> i'm hoping to hoping to get through more of those soon but yeah that pretty much covers what i've played nice um for myself i can't remember did i did i say i was playing control did i talk about that already you talked about it a little bit last time. But Did I? Okay. I don't think you were super deep into it. Okay. I, I finished Control. Um, and uh, yeah, I that was as soon as I finished Alan Wake 2. Just it feels so connected to Control that I was like, I need to play this and deal with the map and all that sort of stuff. This, <laughs> I, I, this was the ultimate. Uh, is it called the ultimate edition? Whatever the best one yeah. is. Um, yeah. So. And I don't know if they did change the map, but I did not struggle with it nearly as much. I also found I didn't use it nearly as much. Um, I found, I don't know, there was some Reddit thread I was reading about it. And it was like, someone was just like, just look around the environment. There's like signs and stuff everywhere. And I think, I think I missed that the first time around maybe. And so I was constantly like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I got to look at this map. The map so- is even more confusing. I think that was the same Reddit thread I saw, but the, my problem with that is there's plenty of times where, especially towards like the back half of the game, where some of the rooms you're supposed to go to are behind locked doors. So mm. it's like the ma- the reading the signs doesn't always help because it'll say, turn right for this office, and then that door's locked <clears> and you're really supposed to fly around some like vent or something mm. to go around it. And it's like, that doesn't really help. <laughs> and I, I think I, like I, the way that I played it this time around was kind of like, and I didn't do a ton of side stuff, but aside from like the the major DLC, but 
after kind of after every mission, I'd go back to the central executive area and like choose my next mission and then like use an elevator to go wherever. And I feel like the navigation wasn't there was there was still the, the odd time, but I feel like overall it wasn't nearly I didn't struggle nearly as much as I did the first time around. And I'm glad that I tried it again and pushed through because I like mechanically the game, like the combat and everything just feels so fun in that game. And uh, the story was very interesting. The Alan Wake experience DLC was awesome. Um, the, I, I think it felt like the game just kind of ended though. I, I don't know if you, either of you guys have finished it, but it just like, mm. uh, and at first it like feels like it, at first it like spoiler, the game came out a hundred years ago, but it like ends and then the credits start rolling. And then I'm like, you're like, what the fuck? Like it, that's it. Like it yeah. just finished. And then like the credits go all weird and you're like, Oh no, they're tricking you. Um, but then I feel like when it actually ends, it also kind of just does that. And yeah. Was, yeah. The fake out ending is not terribly different yes, from the yes, actual ending. Yes. Um, I, I, the, the fake out ending sounds cool. I, I played Control, but I never finished it. Mm-hmm. I just like got distracted with something. But I know I was playing the Ultimate Edition because it was free on PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I don't remember ever really having issues with the map. I know everyone complains about the map in that game, but I don't remember well, it being a big issue. But I also didn't. Here's the thing. I played. Um, I played maybe like half of it mm. too. So suppose I don't know because I played the first time I played Control. It was when it first came out. The second time I played Control was when it was leaving Game Pass, and apparently they had patched it since then. And then the third time I played Control was when it was free on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But from what I heard, apparently they did patch the map sometime after the launch to make it better. But also the thread that I was reading about the map being patched was people saying the map was patched because this shit still sucks. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, um, I also, like on my subsequent playthroughs, didn't have nearly as much trouble as I did the first time Mm -hmm. I played it, but I don't know if that's because it was patched or Or because I just kind of knew ahead of time what what I was dealing with. Yeah. um, Yeah, and the the DLC chapter, like it basically was like a whole nother like... um, like segment of of the bureau sort of thing and so um it's pretty cool i would be excited like i just i don't know i hadn't played like really a remedy game in some time and so and especially after like falling out of control the first time i I hadn't and so uh i'm so glad alan wake 2 was as good as it was um because i totally loved it and then and like literally like credits rolled in Alan Wake. I was like, I'm starting control right now sort of thing. So mm-hmm. and I just like ripped through it. So that was a blast. Um, aside from that, I also. Oh, oh sorry, I, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Um, did you play Alan Wake after they patched in more of the control stuff? Um, Is that when they did the like uh, new game plus patch? Yeah. And there's like new cutscenes with characters from control that pop up and everything. I did. I don't think so. Like, cause I play, I didn't do like, I didn't do a new game plus there was, there was some characters from control in it, but I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were there from the start or if that was something that was patched or not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I didn't see it myself, but Megan replayed it and mm, I okay. got to watch it through her <clears throat> game. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was a blast, and it, and it like knowing that it was like a ten-ish hour title too made me want to jump into it because I was like I can, you know, I'll enjoy this for that long sort of thing, uh, which has been my focus. And so you know, in the heart of wanting to keep to short games, I also uh, 
I, I, I think after that, I played uh, Little Nightmares, which I had missed first time around, which is like this like kind of creepy little platformer game from like 2017, um, which looks and plays really, really well in the Steam Deck. Uh, and it's like five or six hours sort of thing. So it's like and it's just there's like basically no UI like you're just um, kind of exploring these. It's kind of like a gross like cruise ship and you're like this really tiny person you don't know what's like happening sort of thing but uh that uh, that i loved and then in keeping it with the spirit of short games i finished that and i was like i don't really know what to start um and then since i got my pc in the fall i have wanted to anyways i started playing red dead redemption 2 which uh is the very (laughs) opposite of um of of what i have been striving for and it was and i didn't really intend to keep playing it like i was like i don't really feel like 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 i don't i need to look into what i want to play next but i've had this sitting on my pc because i really wanted to see how good it looked on my computer um so like you know i've got a couple hours till bed i'll start this up and see what it looks like sort of thing uh and then it just like grabbed me and i've been playing it a lot actually um took me a while to get like I never finished it when it came out uh when was that like 2018 or something like ages ago uh I didn't finish it I think I got to some somewhere in like chapter three so it took a long time to get to the point where it was like completely unfamiliar which now I'm in um also I think the first time I played I didn't realize there was a fast travel mechanic um which you have to (laughs) unlock uh it's like an upgrade for your camp and so it was like, man, they're sure like leaning heavy into the like, like realism aspect of like, you just got to ride your horse everywhere. Like, it's like ride 10 minutes to start a mission. Now ride 10 minutes to get to where the <laughs> mission is. And now, you know, now I'm in the middle of this field and my horse is gone and I'm too far away for it to come back. So I guess I'll walk like there was a lot of, uh, you know, I, a, a lot of wasted time, I think the first time around. And so I'm kind of in a spot where I'm just more like, like, mainlining it at this point um which is still very very long uh but uh it feels a lot better playing it on the pc for sure just based on like 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 the my computer's good enough to like run it in 4k with everything maxed and like get you know 80 to 100 frames per second generally and so it feels so smooth compared to what i was used to on the console and it looks absolutely beautiful so i'm having a lot of fun with it um, I, I did take a break for the last few days, not entirely by choice, but I was like, oh, I'm going to, I feel like playing something in bed. And, and uh, <clears throat> I think, I think it was like on one of the last episodes, Logan, I, I we briefly mentioned like Cult of the Lamb and yeah. uh, it was on sale, I think based because of the new DLC coming out. And so I picked that up and I was like, oh, I'll give this sex DLC. <laughs> you can fuck. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give this a shot. I watched a couple of reviews and I was like slight, I was like, the art style is great. I, I love the like roguelike elements that it sounds like it has. I was a bit weary of the base it, the, like some of the reviews before calling it like this, like base building aspect, which again, I like, I'm like, if it's like fallout four, I'm fucking out. Um, but it's like, it, it is base building, but, but it's, it's so simple. simple. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I picked it up. It was like 16 bucks or something. And then haven't played Reddit redemption two since, because I cannot stop playing cult of the lamb. Like, dude, it's so good. <clears throat> do, do, do you understand what, like it, like it's so hard to stop playing yeah, it. Yeah. It's one because of, cause it's like, you like, you'll like, like what, like the whole game is like, 
like run 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 through run run through run through like 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 one two runs and then it's like you got to go back do do like do like sermons got to make mm-hmm. sure everything's fine got got to get your resources clean going up in. the poop and yeah clean clean up the poop build build out houses go go back run come back do 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 more sermons mm-hmm. clean stuff up feed everyone yeah it's it's, it's like, just that perfect like it's like the stardew like like just constantly well in stardew and in so many other games but like just constantly like oh it's just like i'm just like one minute away from like this like milestone and now i'm at this yeah. milestone but now i'm just like a few minutes away from this milestone so i'll just like, keep playing for yeah. a while it's like one of the and few it's like everything there, there's nothing in that game that takes too long so mm-hmm. it's so easy to just be like okay well i'll do i'll i'll go ahead and get get it get out get everyone's food made i'll get all the the berries harvested and it's like okay but a run only takes a few minutes <laughs> right so yeah. so i'll go ahead and do a run and you come back and it's like okay i i need to quit playing the game but i'll go ahead and make sure i do my sermon get, yep. get everyone yep. taken care of and like it it's the perfect loop of like <sighs> everything's short enough mm-hmm that it's easy to just keep playing it forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have and I ha- like I have the OLED Steam Deck. Um it plays great on the deck. It's such a such a like well suited game for handheld. Um mm-hmm. so I have the OLED deck which obviously like was uh marketed as having much better battery life than the LCD version. Um and it does and this is like probably even on the old Steam Deck this game is like the only game I've played where I just like I'm like I'm going to play Call of the Lamb for a bit. And I play until the battery dies. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I've only like I've only played it three times, but I'm at like thirteen or fourteen hours or something like that. Like, dude, the music in the yeah, game is yeah. so good, yeah. and even, every song is so good. Yeah, yeah, and it's also it's simple enough that like like it's not very hard. It's not difficult. Yeah, like, even the the rogue like aspect. I think I've died like twice in in that whole time frame. So it's even like it feels quite accessible in that regard. Whereas like like to the point where Michaela like loves Stardew, loves a cozy game. She's super into Paleo right now. Um, mm-hmm. Like and she keeps looking over and she's like, oh, man, the art in that game is like really beautiful. And it's like like the cozy stuff is whatever. Like she obviously would be fine at that. But it's the, like I'm like the rogue for most of it. The like combat dungeon areas, they f- don't they feel like less hard even than like the mine in Stardew does. And so if she is able to do that, like I, like I think that she could play this game and like would have the same problem where she would uh, just like play it for the whole day sort of thing, because it's so hard yeah. to put down. Yeah. It's like the, 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 ga- the game is it. It's, it's like the perfect mix of, of like, it's a pretty easy accessible mm-hmm. game, but it can get difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and like it, it can be challenging, but most of the time it isn't too bad. Yeah, but yeah. every now and then it's like it's just challenging enough. That it's like, damn, I got to get good. Yeah. And like it just it, it encourages you to just keep going and keep getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like like uh, on the Steam Deck, of course, having like the paddles underneath, like they're like being able to assign the like roll button to one of the underneath paddles so you don't mm. actually have to, like move your your thumb when you're in combat and mm-hmm. you just like be rolling all the time um it feels really really nice to play on the steam deck but um and like the ha- like i don't actually know how long it is like the how long to beat puts it at like somewhere around like 15 hours obviously more if you're doing other side stuff um mm-hmm. but it's like like i i think i'm at around 13 or 14 hours and have um 
like the you're basically like at the beginning of the game you're like sacrificed and then this like weird chained up god thing is like no you're gonna start a cult for me and like beat these things so i can get free and so there's essentially like four like bosses that like the four dungeons and then four bosses that you have to like beat um to break the chains in order to to free him so at the this point i'm like i've beaten three of those and i think Mm -hmm. the fourth one is like um i think i need to do one more run for it to open up and then I'm like, I don't know if there's more after that or what, but like, it seems like one of those yeah. things too, where it could be like, fuck you or throwing you on your head. Here's the elite four or something like that. Like, um, I won't, I won't say exactly what comes afterwards, but I will say once you, once you do beat the game, uh, it does open up in a different way mm-hmm. where like, it's, it's the same game. It's the same dungeons, it's the same bosses, but, but it's all a little harder, mm-hmm. but now you're unlocking a different sort of thing. Okay, and yeah. so and so, like it, it still encourages you to keep going and keep building, w- without like it, it, like it, it, it keeps it feeling like you have an objective mm-hmm. without completely turning the game mm-hmm. on its head. And I, yeah, and I like, I don't know how, I don't know what it'll feel like for me when I get to that point because it's also like, like if depending on what the goal is like and if it feels like goal enough sort of thing. Cause like, what even like look like at my place, I'm like, like, again, I don't give a shit about base building. So it's a fucking mess. And I'm like, I keep unlocking like paths <laughs> and decorations and shit. I'm like, I don't care. And I'm yeah, never going to do any of this. Any of uh, <laughs> and like, or you'll get the odd, like your followers can give you missions where they're like, Oh, I need, can you go find my like brother in this one specific dungeon? Or like this place is mm-hmm. pretty drab. Can you put up like four decorations? And I'll just like, I'm like, yeah, here's four hay bales, hay bales in the corner, like, just to meet. <laughs> I, I always did candles. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, here's fucking three candles. Yeah, have fun. yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've, like, recommended it to, like, several friends since, because I'm just, like, this is, like, the, like, perfect loop of, like, simple and fun and, like, not too challenging that you're, like, turned off by it and you'll, you know, if you're playing on portable, you'll play it until the battery's dead. And then you'll be like, fuck, I wish the battery wasn't dead so I could keep playing sort of thing. So loving it. Dude, how good is that dice game? Knucklebone. Oh, that's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. (laughs) I, I would just sit there and just keep playing. Just keep playing knucklebones. It's so simple, but it's so fun. Yeah. And there's, there's a few things that I'm kind of like, I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with this? Like things like the, the fish after you um, give the one dude all the fish he wants. I'm just like, am I just supposed to be selling this now? And like, I just feel like I have a thousand fish and like, they're not worth very much. So like, why would I keep fish like that Uh, sort of stuff? But uh, did you unlock the thing where, where, where you can eat a meal and it affects your run that that's the only thing. Like I, like I would, I would just use fish for like cooking to make like a nice meal. So I get a good buff and I just got the Uh, kitchen so the shit can make itself for. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, did you get, did you get the thing where we're like, we're like grass is, is, is food. Yeah. Pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that is the most overpowered upgrade because like that that was my struggle for so long i was like oh my god i gotta keep these people fucking yeah, fed yeah. there's not enough food i don't have time to yeah. f- get all this food yeah then you can start feeding them grass yeah. it's like oh fuck yeah here we yeah. go <laughs> and then there's like neat aspects where you like uh you know basically can build these you find these pieces and can build these like commandment stones and you get to choose sort of like what and you know like if i'm like i want to focus on like food 
sort of thing, then you'll have like a choice between two different things. And so mm-hmm. like pretty early on was able to like to um, make it so my people were cannibals um, so mm-hmm. that like now when a follower dies rather than like needing to deal with like burying it, the follower or like putting it somewhere, I can just turn it into meat and then feed it to my people. And then they don't even get mad because that they're eating people because they're cannibals now. So that you have all these choices mm-hmm. throughout that like can sort of change uh, what, what your focus should be in terms of like, like uh, resources and stuff like that. But it's, it's a blast for sure. I'm really glad. Yeah, that it's it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much, uh, that's all I've been playing. Um, I, I hope to get back to Red Dead Redemption 2 soon, but I, I, I don't know I, when that'll be based on, based on this. I've video. wanted to play Red Dead 2 for so mm-hmm. long. I, I own it. I bought it like two years yeah. ago. Uh, I want to play it because I know it's, it's like one of the best it's games of all fan, time. Yeah. It's really like, like just the world and the performances and like, it's so it, it, it feels really like deep and cinematic and long as fuck. So, so it's like, I want to play it so bad, but I, I cannot stress how much I hate playing rockstar games. Mm. I hate the way that they control. Mm. I, I keep trying to tell myself though in red dead, it'll probably feel better than it does in GTA. Yeah, I because Red Dead's just a slower yeah, paced game. I do know what you're saying, and I, I do feel like it feels it does feel more natural in Red Dead because it's 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 slow and it feels like it's meant to be slow because it's a slow time and a slow world sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I just keep trying to tell myself that, but then it's like I I I I just haven't managed to get around to it. But like I want to play that game yeah. so bad. Yeah, just uh, when you do get to it, upgrade your camp <laughs> to uh, yeah, so you get the fast travel. <laughs> Yeah, I, Does I don't it still know. Have carved up animal carcasses. Yes, yes, yeah. You still got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, probably never playing it then. I mean, I, you, I don't, I don't know that you have to <laughs> carve up the animal carcasses. Well, I just know that in part one, sometimes you'd see them laying around. It'd be like a jump scare for me. <laughs> so oh, I, I don't think that I've seen any. I don't. I can't recall seeing any of that. I think that's just if you choose to do the hunting missions, which maybe there's one that you have to to teach you how to hunt. But I don't even think that you. Like, I think you just bring it to the chef or something. But then I've never done it again because I'm like, I don't care about this side shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I quit the first one halfway through partially because yeah, yeah. of that. And I'm like, okay, never played the second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Should we jump into some news or is there anything else you guys want to chat about? I think we can mm-hmm. jump into news. There's definitely been mm-hmm. quite a bit of news <laughs> lately. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, we're We're... I mean, layoffs have been huge and have been happening. And I saw a um, statistic the other day that like this was on like the 24th or 25th or something. Maybe like it was a day that the the big, big Microsoft layout layoff happened. Um, So 1900 staff. But it was it said, you know, in the 25 days or whatever it was of 2024, um, or is it 2024? Yes, of 2024. Uh, <laughs> like, we're, it's already over 50% of the total number of layoffs for last year have already occurred sort of thing. Um, and so just this past past week, uh, both Riot, um, who make League of Legends, I think, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and then Microsoft, um, you know, after the big Activision merger and after, you know, the day after they became the world's second $3 trillion company, uh, they they, they got 1900 people um yeah 
like I'm not I'm not surprised. I know this is we're far from the end of layoff season too. Like there there's there's still plenty to 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 come, I'm sure. You you know that none of these companies like they they don't do one wave of layoffs. Mm. It's always a wave hoping that it 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 like it right sizes the company and they and their financials start to look better. And when it's not, they do another wave of layoffs. <clears throat> the Microsoft one, though, I think is it's it, it's bad. Obviously, a lot of people lost their jobs, but I think that one was expected. They they right. acquired a massive company. So There's going to be, be redundancy. There, yeah, but I it, yeah. like also rumored that they like let go of the whole like department of physical publishing or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. I'm not surprised at all there. Microsoft hasn't gave a shit about physical mm-hmm. <laughs> games for a long time. It it has really from from my perspective as a PlayStation person just observing just because I'm a physical guy Xbox hasn't been the platform for physical collecting in, in at least a generation. Like anything that's come out has seemed like they've they 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 did it just to do it or it was a third party thing where like the third parties were still publishing physical games but but Microsoft doesn't give a fuck about physical games they they hardly give a fuck about physical hardware do you are like is that from a spot of like like I don't really care about the collection aspect is that from a spot of like they don't put the effort into like collectors editions and stuff like Sony does or like I mean I they they, I mean, Starfield they did do yeah, a pretty yeah. a pretty decent oh, collector's great, edition, yeah. but it's kind of weird answering that question because to do collector's editions they have to first put out games, <laughs> and uh, they haven't really done that right. too much either. This year's their like, year, which we've been saying for the last couple of years, but <laughs> yeah, but but it's like it's like it's like what was there going to be a collector's edition for Redfall? Like oh god, <laughs> it's like you got to first put out a. a game worthy of a collector's edition to sell it so it's like Mm. that that is part of it but i i think like just pushing game pass like Mm. the the physical games have been a a afterthought Mm -hmm. which is insane because (laughs) they kind of need money (laughs) game pass like they haven't reported like new game pass numbers in so long Mm. uh there's they've now acquired all this development cost with Activision. Like they kind of need money. <laughs> I mean, they're the world's second three trillion dollar company, so I think they're probably okay uh, on the money front. Okay enough that they laid off a fucking <laughs> a thousand people. I mean, I didn't say they're not dicks <laughs> about it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's essentially just cooking the books to make it seem like they're more profitable than they are. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's just, it's I, so I would just like to also reiterate: I hate Microsoft. I hate monopolies. It, I there shouldn't be a three trillion dollar company. That shouldn't be a thing that could exist. It just goes back to what we we're talking about in the beginning with like the seventy dollar games, and it's just getting more and more gross because it's like, you know, you go back to the DLC days and the online pass days, and it's like, well, like the way that they talk, you would think that all these major publishers are like on the verge of bankruptcy and are like fucking begging on the street. They're like, you don't understand; <laughs> these games have to be cut into pieces for dlc or we have to have online passes because games getting so expensive to develop and how are we supposed to continue making great games for you all if we can't earn a profit and then meanwhile to to be fair they i think 
games going up to $70 was nowhere near enough. And I, I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be outlandish to to think that we'll see another game price hike this generation. Uh, just because the rate of inflation, game development costs, like it's remarkable that games are still only $70, honestly. Especially right. if you if you look back at like at like old generations, like like b- before there was a norm of like the forty dollar game or the fifty dollar game, like there were Super Nintendo games for like a hundred hundred and twenty dollars, and that was in fucking like nineteen ninety money. Mm-hmm. That, that that would be like a two hundred dollar game today. So it's like the fact that games do launch at seventy dollars is honestly still remarkable in my opinion. Uh. So it's like I understand needing more revenue, but it still sucks. Yeah, well, like two things. One, I don't remember. Obviously, I was like fucking six years old, so and it wasn't my money. So yeah, I don't remember exactly how much my mom would usually pay for my Super Nintendo games. But I do remember and feel free anybody to correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember a lot of times I would see like advertisements for certain games would be like a hundred, $120 <laughs> and stuff. But I'd also felt like back in the day, people were more likely to just charge whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. wanted. Cause yeah, I know there yeah, was a lot was, of times there was no y- uniform pricing at all. Yeah. Cause I remember there'd be times where I'd go to Sears and a game would be a hundred dollars, but then we would drive a couple miles down to Toys R Us and it would be like 60 for like the same mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So I like I don't really remember what the MSRP was, but th- I mean that's kind of beside the point. But like that's the thing too about the $70 price point and the reason why I kind of have a problem with it is like yeah, in theory, you know, inflation and the games get more expensive to make and all that. But when you check like most of these major companies, a lot of the ones that are the loudest about defending these price hikes and the DLC and the cutting chunks of the game out to sell back later. It's like you look at their financials and almost all of these companies are making like record breaking profits. Mm. Oh, like yeah. even before even before they raise this to the $70, it's like I feel like a lot of their PR and their public messaging is trying to make it sound like they're like practically like poppers and they're like, no, like you guys don't understand. We really we it's a necessity. We have no choice. Like these games are too expensive. I mean, and it, like it kind of is, though, because a lot of these companies are public companies where they have. And they have investors investors expect dividends so it's like like if, if these companies go public and are in that situation their options are you either always shoot for record breaking profits to keep investors happy or you don't have record breaking profits and people start s- selling stock and then your company's valuation goes down and that's also bad so it like I feel I feel like the best thing these kind of companies can do is is these like smaller publishers that ma- ma- like maintain being a private company because they can function at whatever whatever profit they need. They don't they don't need to be see- seeking record breaking profit every quarter. Mm, right. But then that's kind of goes back to just the system in general just being kind of yeah. broken. Yeah, because it, it's there's always going to broken. There's going to be a ceiling eventually that no matter how many price hikes and no matter how much DLC they release, these record profits aren't going to keep coming. And I think we're kind of starting to see the beginnings of that with this massive, with all these massive waves of layoffs, um, all these new practices being put on to force more money out of consumers, like the new game plus DLC that you have to pay for now Mm -hmm. in Yakuza. And it's like, again, it's like, 
like, yes, it's true in the sense that they have to answer to their investors and they need to keep making profits. But again, and I don't expect them to do this because that would be a PR disaster. But like, that's not how they're presenting it to the public. Mm. They're like presenting yeah. it to the public as if they're going to shut their doors tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. If if the door, if they don't find new ways like nickel and dime us instead of like being like, oh, you know, guys, well, we made a billion dollars last year and we need to really make one point five billion. So we're raising yeah. the price to 70. It's like it's just really frustrating. And then you see stuff like these layoffs and it's like, again, Microsoft, you know, three trillion dollar company now. And again, I know redundancy is part of it, but it's like, you know, it sucks just from a from a personable standpoint where it's like, you know, you guys had enough money to buy Activision and now you're <laughs> yeah. throwing all these people out. Like now you're kicking all these people out. It's just, and it's not just Microsoft again. It's like a, been an industry-wide thing yeah, for at least everywhere a year. Well, like how many times everywhere. is it like a week after a game comes out and it's like teams team is now like a skeleton crew sort of thing. Like, I mm-hmm. like that even stuff like that's such a common thing. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it seems like, like it would be just, so hard to... Like it, it, like to be a young person growing up today, like especially like with shit like this that's constant, and with things like the like looming, what is the what is the market going to look like? Like as AI continues to get better and better, like it would be so hard to want to go into this industry today. Yeah, like I, like I, I can't imagine there are many people working in in games at these like major companies that take pride in what they do like i like it they they everyone has to be constantly like well when when when's my number gonna get called like mm-hmm. if it, and if these people are constantly afraid of like well do i need to be looking for another job they aren't making the best product they can make so it's like right. it, it it's this perpetual cycle where it's like every developer is worried they're going to get fired so so they're not making the best product because they're not making the best product they're not they're not delivering the best product because they're not delivering the best product they're not making as much money as a result of not making enough money the companies lay off everyone because they lay off everyone everyone's afraid they're going to be laid off and like it just it's it uh, it's a perpetual cycle right and then that's not even including factors like how a lot of these places will expect their animators to like work around the clock under severe crunch conditions and like sleep in the office and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then if you don't then you're seen as not being a team player and then you have to worry even more about whether or not you're going to be fired and then your output's being affected even more because on top of all the stress of worrying about being fired now you're not really eating or sleeping or ever seeing home again either so it's like that's going to affect how your output also is just all this is broken industry all this is part of why i have been so openly against the merger and acquisition era that we're in because like now that every major team making worthwhile games is acquired by some major company. This is all far more common. Whereas if, if a lot of these teams stayed independent, uh-huh. like, like they, they can control this easier. They don't need the right. overhead. They can maintain a, like a quality workforce. I, I think it's about to be a very good time to be an indie developer, but it's going to be a very rough time for triple a development yeah and i feel like the the trends kind of slowly been blowing in that direction for a while Mm -hmm. but then the more that games come out like uh sea of stars and hades and yeah these really big indie games that go toe-to-toe with triple a games with even pal world again like pal world is like 
a much smaller budget and as much um and well i say a much smaller team but it's not like game freaks big again game freaks apparently about 100 people making yeah pokemon games um every year but it's like the more that indie games catch up and the more not only just catch up but i keep using hades as an example but it's like you know hades isn't like your god of war last of us spider-man levels of visuals it's a very I mean, it looks nicer than a retro game, but it's very retro inspired, like the top down isometric. Um, I think artwork. I think though that's like that's one of its best qualities, though. We, we've yeah. hit a point where like con- console generations and like in like tech advancement, we're not getting the same kind of te- like technological improvement <clears throat> or like like or like graphic fidelity that we saw going from like Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 or PS1 to PS2. Where it's like, right? You 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 get these new games, and it's it's mind blowing the advancements that we've got. Now it's just ah, oh, the lighting looks a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, right. And it's and, like and, and that... it's like it's it's less impressive to be photorealistic now, and so every photorealistic game kind of just blurs together. And it's now the games that embrace not trying to look real that really stand out. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like Pal World e- e- even's like it it's it's still in that like pokemon Fortnite sort of aesthetic mm-hmm. but that helps it stand out if if it was a, a if it was a photorealistic game it, it was just like oh it's another arc mm-hmm. and right. like it, it and, wouldn't stand out and yeah and not just that but it shows the industry and normalizes to the audiences that a game doesn't need to look photorealistic to be worth your time i think there was mm-hmm. a big push somewhere between the ps2 and the ps4 generations that in a in a, to a lot of people graphics was kind of like the thing mm-hmm. if it was a if it was like a pixel game i mean i even saw people say this about like shovel knight which was really well received but it was like oh it's like it's this pixel crap it's not worth my time <laughs> yeah and i feel like that attitude has eroded more and more over time yeah. and the more games that we have like that the more that i really think that in the long run that's going to be a big part of the future of games just mm-hmm. from a financial standpoint from a developer like health and like um like workers the treatment of workers in that um that realm i think that's going to be a lot more common and just overall as the triple a space becomes more and less and less sustainable it's like audiences are going to gravitate more and more to these more unique looking games or these more like quote-unquote simple looking games that are more emphasized being fun over having super inflated budgets um, mm-hmm. to look as real and act as real as possible yeah i it, i we're, we're about to see a very interesting few years for games for sure mm-hmm. um yeah I, I, it's bad times <laughs> it, it, it's like it's really funny knowing all this too when like when like I decided this year I want to learn how to make games. It's like, <laughs> this is like the worst time to want to get into game development. But like, I, I like, I still think there's, there's, there's enough people who love games that it's like, there's, there are still going to be successful games. There are like, there are still going to be successful developers. Yeah. It's just the model's about to change. Well, and for, like for what you're saying too, there's a difference between like, I want to become a game developer and sell games versus like i really love games i want to figure out how they work sort of thing. yeah like, exactly yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> um yeah so it was like over 1900 at microsoft and like 530 at riot so um hopefully we'll see some sweet new studios it's pop really up interesting too because a, a lot a lot of times with, with these layoffs it 
like there there's definitely people who kind of like wash out of the industry and go into other fields but like traditionally a lot of times when people are laid off from one company they just kind of go to another company and but but now every company is laying people Mm -hmm. off so we are probably about to see a lot of these people just go into like software development yep and like other fields where their their skills are kind of applicable, but they can actually make money. And, it, it, and it, where it, things, it, I was going to say where things aren't so tumultuous, but software layoffs are also insane these days. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not good there either. But at least, at least I feel like a lot of software development and like and like every every like every like random software as a service company, like at least those I feel like are are a little more. A little, a little more sustainable than a lot of like games publishing right, right now. Mm. Yeah, es- especially when games have a five hundred million dollar <laughs> budget. <laughs> but the trees, did you see how good the trees look? Yeah, the trees, man. <laughs> All those blades of grass, Pokemon. Every every, really every, every hair on Aloy's face, <laughs> right? The PlayStation gamers <laughs> love Aloy that. Aloy has a beard now. <laughs> the- <laughs> Man, those the woke mobs out of control. <laughs> those PlayStation fanboys, I tell you. Um, in in other news, uh, we keep getting fed spoon fed these tiny little Nintendo Switch rumors, um, Nintendo Switch Two rumors rather. Um, I think everyone at this point is expecting it to come this year. You know, there's been I, I feel like we heard I can't remember if it was Gamescom or what last year, but it was like people are getting uh, closed door demos, and here's like some of the stuff out of it, and then other like people have come out and been like, no, that's not true. So who knows? Uh, but apparently the next Nintendo switch will have an eight inch display, um, which is, how does that compare to the current? Switch? Yeah. So the, the, the uh, original model had a 6.2 inch display and the OLED has a seven inch display. So it's, it would be okay, a so one inch a larger. Bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which feels that... big. Maybe. Well, would that be closer to the size of a steam deck then? I think, I believe the Cause... steam deck also has a seven inch display. At least okay. the OLED one. Um, I might be wrong, but uh, apparently, I also like there was another rumor that it won't have an OLED option at launch, which I feel like, come on, guys! Like, I mean, that backwards. makes that makes perfect sense to me because that means that they can launch like they do with a switch they can launch the switch 2.5 yes i know in yeah. in four mm, years yeah. and sell you all a switch again yeah and if you know OLED display is more expensive and so like costs at the start of the you know there's that stuff but yeah. how much more expensive can it really be and also like you're already doing it in your current console so to take a step backwards and be like now nah, only lcd is kind of lame like just give you give us both options from the start so i can buy the right one when i choose to buy it like I don't know. I I still have I still go out of my way to avoid OLED screens because I don't want to know how much better they are. <laughs> as long as I don't know how much better it is, I can't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've said a million times I'm not really a big visual person, but if it makes you feel any better, Logan, I have the Switch OLED and the regular Switch and I often don't notice much mm. of a difference. The way everyone talks, I'm always like, man, once I once I see the OLED switch, it's going to blow <laughs> yeah, my it, mind. It is, so, it's, so it's like, I just I don't want to know. I I think it is a massive difference. And and like Michaela, who like if I put like a VHS and a Blu-ray in front of her, she'd be like, they look the same. Um, that's a bit hyperbole, but like not that much. Um, <laughs> but like she once we moved to like an OLED television, she was like, you wrecked me. And I like can't look at other displays now. And, you know, she, she's always like 
she watched something else. She's like, it's always talking about like blooming and shit. And I'm like, like, it's wild to me that you even know what that is or, or understand <laughs> those words. And she's like, yeah, because yeah. my life doesn't have it anymore. I now notice it everywhere else sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, switch to, I am looking forward to that because I haven't owned a switch in a while. And obviously with games like Mario wonder and, and uh Tears of the Kingdom, like it's been like, should I get another one? But it's so old that it feels crazy to spend like five hundred Canadian dollars on it. So that's mm-hmm. another crazy thing is like the Switch hasn't had a price drop this whole time, yeah, right? I think it's even it gone up been... in Canada because of what the what the Canadian dollar was worth at launch versus what it was worth a few years later. Like the PS Five and the Switch and like everything went up in price mm-hmm. here. So um, to be fair, they haven't had issues selling the Switch, though. That's true. So yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Why discount yeah, it? Yeah, that's very true. Also. I mean, I'm sitting, I think our house right now has, let's see. <laughs> the fact has, that you're taking a moment to have right to now. count them is wild. How many did you say? <laughs> it's like five. five. Megan and I have an original, then Megan and I have an OLED, and then I have one Switch Lite that's sitting here unopened because I might sell it one day. <laughs> it's, it's a limited edition one. Oh, so. yes, yes. Um, that's a lot of Switches. Jesus. <laughs> one for each one for the cats you know <laughs> yeah i mean they walk on them all the time so <laughs> that counts as you yeah 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 as long as this as long as the screen's on um right we also got this week uh uh a lot of this stuff is happening from like i think some of the stuff that's going on in the eu with uh uh like apple needing to allow side loading and opening up to other app stores and stuff but um, a, a side benefit. I don't, I, I don't know how related it is, but they have been changing some of the app store rules and things like, uh, GeForce now and things like Xbox game pass. Like they haven't really been able to, um, they, they haven't been able to be available in the app store. So like if you want to play game pass on iOS, you have to like use the web browser and then like save it to your home screen. And, and I don't believe it, it, is as performant as it would be if it was installed as a native app. Um, and they just basically had these like weird rules that it was like for, you can put your, your games, your service is fine. You can put it on here, but every game that is available ha- would have to be its own separate app. So we can review it separate, like just insane, like other rules like that, <laughs> that it just like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but they're carving out space for that now, it seems like. And uh uh, they they are changing it um, so you can have those sort of apps on the store now. Um, and so I, I would guess that at some point in the near future um, we'll be seeing like an Xbox game, an actual Xbox Game Pass app, an actual GeForce Now app, and it will be easier than ever to not play phone games on your phone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, not that I ever really, I, I do do cloud streaming here and there uh, for sure. And was big into GeForce Now before getting the PC, but now, uh, you know, when I do do cloud streaming, it's on the Steam Deck. I wouldn't like probably do it on my phone. Although there are a few games, like when Josh and I played uh, Danganronpa, that was like uh, felt very comfortable on the phone. Like there are some games that they do separate control schemes for that feel very native and very comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Danganronpa was one of those. And I think there's, there's like more and more that are coming out with like touch compatible controls. And, and there's a lot of games that mm-hmm. do fit into that, um, that that would be comfortable doing that with these days. So, um, anyways, that's Some a good of them move. Have touch compatible controls that you probably shouldn't. Some of them like, do. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I was playing, so I didn't talk about this on games I was playing, but whenever I need a quick achievement for the daily, get an achievement reward, hmm. Like I'll throw up, I'll throw up a kid, like a kid's game that I think should have an easy achievement. 
and uh, I threw on like um, Paw Patrol, like Mighty Pups or some shit. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to play it, but my control was having trouble connecting to my phone. So I was like, I'll just try to use the touchscreen, and it's fucking horrendous. Like it has touchscreen controls, but like the sticks in the weird in the wrong spot, the buttons are in all weird spaces. It doesn't respond as well as the actual control. So like some games definitely shouldn't. Danganronpa yeah, yeah. is great, but like Mighty Pups, no, that's yeah. a that's a no. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the 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 less active games, and and Danganronpa it was so like the you know selecting things you could just touch the thing you wanted to select sort of thing it wasn't like like we're virtualizing what the controls would be with a bunch of like buttons on your screen sort of thing it was very organic feeling like it felt like it could have just been a native game at that point so um mm-hmm. so when that happens it's pretty cool and obviously makes it the, the stuff more accessible so um but yeah that that's a cool move i'm excited for that to finally happen mm-hmm. um and then I thought of you when I saw this one, but uh, Logan, but uh, Best Buy, you know, I think starting in earlier this month has started pulling physical mm-hmm. media from their stores. Apparently Walmart. They they be they be claiming they're doing that. But my local Yours Best is OK Buy, so all, far. All, 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 all they did was just move the movie display somewhere. OK, else. yeah. But it's still like totally stocked with things. Okay. Nothing's discounted. I'm sh- like, I'm sure at some point they will just start sending shit back. Right. But like. It doesn't or stop seem getting to be... new stuff anyway, and then yeah, compressing it's it like as it, do- it continues. It doesn't seem to be their top priority, mm-hmm. but 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 yeah, Walmart is also getting rid of 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 stuff. But as far as I'm aware, it's it's just limited to Xbox games mm. right now. There's no plan to get rid of PlayStation or I Switch see, stuff. Which, which which yeah. again, that goes into what I said earlier. Yep, it's like yep. I every Walmart I go to, every Xbox Series game has been marked down for months. Oh, really? It's, okay. It's been very clear this was coming. Canada's very different. It, I've noticed that too, but I thought it was just because Redfall was terrible. <laughs> but I've, I've seen Redfall for like five bucks for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it's like, it's like the, like, like PlayStation games, there'll be like five or six marked down that are clearly like, like they, like it, it was just to clear up that slot right. so that they'll put it at like the bottom of the case stacked up. But Xbox, like every there you could probably count on one hand how many games aren't marked down hmm. yeah like my best buy i just visited a few days ago um i don't know if best buys if they said any um if they had any intention to get rid of physical games but i know my mine um has gotten rid of the dvds like the movies and music mm. cds and stuff so like we used to have a whole section and i, I walked around and i didn't see them anywhere on mine so it might be store like a store to store basis but yeah, yeah, mine, like our DVD section kind of just got replaced with like vacuums and shit. <laughs> and like there, there's nothing else there. It's like, but the with, game with, section's the same. With that, I, I wonder like, is that going to be any more profitable? Do you sell enough? I think that stuff's like, like such higher margin though than like, like what a retailer makes off of selling a copy of a game. I mean, like, I mean, as far as I'm aware, Best Buy is not getting rid of games. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've read anywhere that they're okay. getting rid of games, but Best Buy still does drive me fucking crazy because their entire PlayStation section, it's like the paper card mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, go to the counter to get this game. That's so that that I, I hate that. I hate that so much. It takes the fun out of buying a game there and, and it and it doesn't even make sense to me like that feels more like they're getting rid of games than the movie thing, at least with my local Best Buy. Because it's like, what are they devoting twice the space in the store to games now? 
because right. we now have the empty shelf. Yeah. Isn't that just for a theft, though? I mean, if they're Mine, locked and up, because they don't want to have any staff. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a funny thing is that they, the paper, at least in my Best Buy, I'm assuming it's the same with yours, but the paper is locked up in a security yeah. case. Really? Uh, yeah. I was going to say, if there's no security <laughs> case, they it always feels like those stores don't want to have any employees on staff. So if it's a locked case with the game in it, you're going to be waiting there for 45 minutes and then you're like, fuck it, I'll just buy a digital copy. But um, if the Mine's paper's weird. locked up, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my Best Buy is weird because it's like half and half. I feel like the big releases have paper, but like the smaller releases or the older ones are all out. Mm. Uh, but it's like on the same shelves, like side by side. So it gets really weird. Yeah, I, I just nothing. Nothing takes the fun out of looking at games or like browsing games, buying games. Nothing takes the fun out of it more than just like everything being a paper card or like the spots just being empty. Tar- tar- target for, for me, our local target, like there they have like 17 games total in the store <laughs> right. mm-hmm. like there there's like two copies of red dead uh fucking a copy of god of war a copy of spider-man and, and that's it in like in like 15 empty slots it's like right it, it takes the fun out it like at least walmart is always stocked mm-hmm. like wa- wa- walmart makes a point for their display to look good and, and and i and i feel like that like like i feel like wa- walmart is going to be like the retailer for games aside from stores like like game stores like GameStop right. but it's like in terms of like the big box store that has, have traditionally carried games like as, as long as PlayStation and Switch keep carrying physical games I feel like they, Walmart's going to continue having games I, 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 I feel like PlayStation will be next to go for sure Switch yeah. it, it, se- it seems like Nintendo is very comfortable selling physical games yeah and i love mostly that for because them. they don't mostly because they won't release hardware that holds more than like a gig of yeah. space <laughs> yeah right. and i i love that i i love it <laughs> do you guys see that uh well, that just reminded me do you guys see that uh that nintendo the switch flash cart thing that's coming out now i've seen no, like I youtube didn't. videos yeah. of people talking about that <laughs> yeah apparently it's like some some youtubers have it in hand now and, and like works and stuff and works even on non-modded switches um so that could be could be an interesting time for that um mm-hmm. i think there's yeah. and i mean like i joke but like nintendo even has been pushing more digital like they have that voucher program right sure, now yes yes where like, like you know you buy slightly, it right yeah it's like i think you pay a hundred a hundred dollars for two vouchers and you could pick any two digital games including like breath of the wild which was 70 at launch yeah. so they were heavily advertising, like, if you buy Breath of the Wild in a, a $60 game, then you're saving $30, like, and then there's a few games, they're mostly smaller games, but, like, they released um, Famicom, they they did a, re- a remake of Famicom Detective a few years ago, which is essentially, like, a Phoenix Wright-type game, mm. but it was exclusive for the NES, and it only came out in Japan, and they made an English version com- that was, like, completely remade, but it was digital only, so, like, they they done games here and there where they're setting aside physical but yeah i agree that in the long run it seems like they're going to be they're going to have physical for a long long time i'm hoping for sure yeah um last thing i see on the list uh josh you noted down uh wwe's been in the news this week i think probably mostly because uh (laughs) they've released the cover stars for the the next year's game do you want to yeah that's all that's all no no shitty news at all (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um they announced um they made they made a big show the last couple years out of announcing who's the big show the big show yeah 
Um, well, no, no, actually no more never. BS. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more BS. Um, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So they did a big thing where this year it's like not only is it like one cover star, but it's three, which I don't agree with. I think that's bullshit. But um, the main co- the main version has like Cody Rhodes on the cover. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the deluxe edition has Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair on it, which, to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how, you know, they'll say, you did main event WrestleMania because you main evented night one. Like, no, 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 night two. (laughs) The last match of night two is a real main event. Don't give me that. So it's, like, the same with this. It's, like, no, the standard copy that's going to be reprinted for years, or at least a year, (laughs) is, like, the real cover. Like, collector's editions don't count, so... I feel like but, it's like so, I prefer like it was neat when it was like the cover star. There was like one cover star and like there was a mode specifically around their career, which like mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen too much about 2K24, but I can't like like I would expect if they're doing that, it's probably Cody, but um, with a nice gap in the in the middle. But um, like, <laughs> like, how and does, then he did nothing for 10 yeah, years right? and then he returned. How does like how does the Bianca and Rhea fit into that? Um, aside mm-hmm. from just being on the cover of the nice version of the game, sort of thing. Right. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like I haven't read too much about it either, yeah. but I thought it was cool. I'm glad you know. I'm glad that they made the cover, but yeah, I just don't think for that sure, really for sure. to be like they're they're the cover stars. Like no, they're yeah. not the main the main standard edition. Yeah is the cover star. I mean, at least like the at least you'll be something. able to finish the story in the virtual world, you know? Oh yeah. It's just going to end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and now you can, in my GM mode, you can make him finally win. Right. Yeah. And the rock still shows up and takes, the, <laughs> takes the match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but that's, that's about all I had. Yeah. I think, I think that is it for this episode. Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about. Shane's going to be really mad when editing this because I keep looking like I've got I keep turning and he mentioned that last time. And so it's like louder. You've quieter. sounded much better this time. Sounded much better. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did I, play I, with my game and stuff. And, um, so Shane, you're welcome. And I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, though, for for this week. Um, I got I got Cult of the Lamb to play, so I need to go. So. <laughs> and yeah. we're, I'm actually recording our Final Fantasy 16 deep dive pretty much right after this. Oh, geez. So Long gonna, day for Josh. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah, you guys. So I'm going to go. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, fun as always. And I'll see you guys we'll see in you, a couple weeks. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Shane, hopefully we'll be recovered by then. And, uh, you know, that we can have a still awkward, but slightly less awkward host. We'll go from yeah. there. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> Bye. Oh, do you want to buy Instagram? Inu Joshua, Logan oh. from memory card, all this stuff. <laughs> go look them up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bye. Yeah. That's it. Or don't. Bye. (laughs)